Welcome to the Straight Cut. My name is Steve Garland. I'm Aaron Shuttleworth. And we are coming to you again from the Members Lounge at West End Cigars. Back for another episode. You ready, Aaron? I am ready. Yes, sir. Clock's counting down. Only got a, a few more episodes left with you guys. Yep. But uh, I'm excited to be here tonight. We got an awesome guest. Uh, so we'd like to introduce you guys to, what is your... The Bourbon Barber. The Bourbon Barber, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. We could use that, yeah. Yeah. I'm Drew Garrison, the Bourbon Barber. There you go. Uh, so, Drew is my barber. Uh, when I get my hair cut, Drew is my yeah. barber. <laughs> yeah. He's more like my beard barber. Yeah. Tag me in, put me in, coach. Yeah. <laughs> so, you cut a lot of the guys here at the shop. I do, yeah. You cut yeah. damn near everybody's. Yeah, I've... I've Laid hands on almost everybody in the shop. Yeah, like, like, except for Doug. <laughs> he's he goes and sees Cody though. Oh, okay, well, okay. He's still, at least he's in the house. He, yes, yeah, he's exactly. in the house. He's yeah. still in the house. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, we're excited to have you here, Drew. Uh, I think it's going to be an awesome episode. Yeah, heck yeah, I'm yeah. stoked to be here. All right. Uh, well, tell us where are you currently barbering. So right now, I barber at the Art of Men's Cuts in Bryant, Arkansas. It's one of my favorite. It's my favorite barbershop. This is the. It's funny because this is the first uh, cigar shop that I came to when I graduated barber school. Yeah, I remember that. I sold yep. you a cigar. You did. You sold me. It was the Rocky Patel, the barber pole. Yeah. The yeah. A, is it A ten? A ten. A ten. All because you DM me and said go to West End. Yeah. Because you're open on Sundays. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was before I worked here, probably. Or maybe, you were hanging. I think you were like hanging around. Yeah. That was like probably that was probably like right before I started working here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was pretty early on. Yeah. So. That came here to celebrate my uh, final final passing of barber school and mm-hmm. smoked a barber pole cigar and enjoyed the heck you know heck out of that one and then it just started a relationship just yeah. started coming around. So, yep. Yeah, I looked you up on uh, Instagram after that and I was like, I gotta go see this guy. Yeah. Hell so yeah. Yeah, I'm saying, me and Drew, we go we go way back. Yeah. Like, we, we've known each other for what twenty years, I guess. Now. Yeah, since high school. Yeah. So and then some. Yeah. yeah you guys are old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, dude, working at a barber, so I swore I'd never, like, ever come back to Bryant, Arkansas after college. I was like, I'm never coming back. So I came back and cutting hair, and it's like, I run into so many people, <laughs> I and I cut their kids. Oh, and some of the kids so were weird, like, oh, right? you know my, my dad. You went to I'm school like, with my dad. You can talk to me. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you went to school with my dad. I'm like, nah, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> then I realized, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm 35. Yeah. That's, that's my life now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you want to tell them what we're having tonight? Yeah, so we are smoking the San Cristobal Ovation, um, which is one of my favorite cigars. Uh, we'll get a little deeper into it, but uh, I'm probably smoking this too quick. I need to slow down a little bit. It's, yeah. it's so good, I can't help it. Yeah, we kind of lit them up a little bit too early, and we're also having it with uh, Stone's Throw again. We, I've been you know, taking the show on the road for the past couple weeks and yeah. different time schedule, but finally got back to Stone's Throw, and I got the Heart We Heavy. It's a, it's a it's a pretty good beer. It's, it is really good. We got nine percent beer in front of us. So oh we'll, yeah, we'll see how. Uh, yeah. The, la- the last time we had a nine percent or beer with us, we got a little wild. Yeah, with, that was uh, a fun episode with Gary's show. We'll see what happens tonight. We might all get buzz cuts tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I might shave my beard. Yeah, oh god. Oh goodness. <laughs> don't make don't make the mistake I made. Yeah. <laughs> I do declare. I do declare. <laughs> so I shaved my beard. Um, I went on this journey of growing my hair. I was going to grow it out for a year. Me and one of the other guys, Ethan. Um, six months into the journey, he he paid Tapped me some out. money and said, yeah. I can't do this. So he paid me the money. And then I said, well, I'm going to keep going. And I made it a full, after we sat down and looked at it, I made it 10 months. 
Wow. And um, I, I cut the hair, and then I said, You're two months away. You couldn't finish? No. It's, I was like, is it worth another centimeter? No, it's not. <laughs> so that's what she said. Yeah. So <laughs> anyways, so I kept going with uh, – I cut the haircut, but I kept going with the beard. And then it got to a point where I'm – it's always funny. The guys know when I'm up to something because I start looking at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, they'll see me turt like touching certain things like <laughs> don't do it man don't do it i was like i'm doing it and i just took it right off and i was like there went the beard and but uh hey you know well, I, uh, well I, it was funny because i was thinking we should have had like mint and juleps tonight <laughs> for, for, for your hairstyle yes yeah <laughs> mint juleps and fried chicken made this like a derby day yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> leisure suits linen leisure suits <laughs> bolo ties yeah there we go Aaron has a bolo tie. I do. I don't know where the hell it is. So I, I was wearing one when I like we did the full on mustache. Yeah, it was my uh, father in law's and it was a pistol. Nice. Uh, and you could actually it was attached to a chain. You could pull it out of the holster. And I was like, man, this is a this looks kind of cool. Yeah, but I, I can't I, live this every day. Well, it's like when you went on your when you went up to Canada, you know, riding the horses and everything. That's the look you needed God. when you're up there. Yes, I refused to wear that hat until after the ride. I want to make sure I survived it. Now I'm like, you know what? <laughs> See, you earned it. I earned that hat. Yeah. I earned I'm that wearing hat. this hat. Yeah. So how long have you been cutting hair? I've been like officially been cutting hair since 2015. Uh, unofficially, I used to give dorm cuts at Henderson State yeah. to my roommates, my buddy Rocco. Um, he lives in New York now, but um, I would give haircuts to him, or I'd get a little haircut to my buddy Mono and a few of the other guys, and kind of just dabbled in that i've always had a knack for it how do you get well i guess not how but it would suck to have the nickname in in college of mono oh yeah <laughs> well, he had it a since nickname i don't want he's had it since um since high school yeah oh my gosh yeah. and it just it stuck with yeah. him we don't know why that's i think crazy. nick taylor gave him that name yeah it's, it's that's been... what happens when you're in a metal band you get this ungodly <laughs> names you don't want yeah, yeah. My name's Skidmark. Yeah. <laughs> well, we had hey in the academy, we had this kid named Herpin, and everybody oh, called him. My they gosh. called him Herp, and I was like, oh. "Don't say that, especially at clubs when we were with our buddies." You know, don't say that. So yeah, nicknames are you know it's just a guy thing, I guess. Yeah, yeah we. All, I mean, it's one of those things you can't you know you can't name yourself. You have to mm. you have to have somebody yeah. else give you the nickname. That is true. So so yeah, he had mono in in high school and. We just always called him that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. <laughs> God. But hey, he would let me cut his hair, and I would cut his hair, and it's something I've always wanted to do. And but yeah, I yeah. finally, I finally got the balls to say, hey, I'm done working. You know, trying to please everybody else. I want to try to do this, and it's something I knew I wanted to do. And in 2013, I started going to barber school at night. And then 2015, I graduated. So, yeah, so but it's awesome. So before that, you were on the force for how many years? Yeah, I was with the Little Rock Police Department for eight years. Yeah, yeah. Is I remember he's like I remember when I, like you just got out of academy and we saw each other at a at a show and everything and you're like yeah I just got academy I'm like Dude, what yeah, it, it, <laughs> it blew a lot of people's minds when I showed up and I graduated college and I, I swore I was going to be in a metal band for the rest of my life I almost dropped out twice to join up with some bands that people almost had me convinced to do and. I'm glad I didn't because most those bands aren't even playing. <laughs> most are there anymore? <laughs> yeah, still good dudes, and I still I still keep in contact with them. But I'm thankful that I I did graduate. Um, it's funny because I'll talk about how I don't ever use my degree, but I did graduate. Yeah. What's your degree in? Communication and mass media. Okay. So See, okay, you can you can you communicate. Use, every day. You can use a little bit of that you right can. now. Exactly. <laughs> like, like, sitting here and 
I interned at the uh, 100.3 The Edge and 95.7 Kiss 96, I guess. Yep. So. Yeah. yeah I, remember, nice. I remember like when you were on the uh, the Corey and Jay show mm. in, yeah. in the background. He's like, I called up one time and, and won something. And they're like, yeah, Drew will get your information. I'm like, Drew will get your information. Yeah. Like, yeah. Phone, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know you. Yeah. It's weird, man. It was funny. So, But yeah, I did that for eight years. Um, I remember coming home. I was grumbling about something and my wife was like, it's one of those kind of moments where you're sitting around yeah. the back porch and kind of have a little come to Jesus. And it's like, is this something you've always wanted to do? And I'm like, well, you don't know this about me, but I've always wanted to cut hair. And she mm-hmm. just kind of looked at me. and was like, why, why aren't you? It's like, all right. Yeah, you're right. So I found a, I found a school up in Conway applied and I actually showed up in uniform and paid my, my first deposit. And the guy looked at me like, do you plan on doing this while you're coming here? I was like, well, I mean, I'm not going to be on duty when I get, you know, come here to learn how to cut hair. I'm not going to learn with the gun. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, get this haircut (laughs) right now. You got to leave with a call. Yeah. Halfway through a haircut. Halfway through. Oh, got to go. Got a call. 30 miles outside my jurisdiction. So take that. Super cop. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, but it's cool because like my brother's at that school right now and his, his time is quickly coming into an end up there. And if we had a referral fee, to oh that place, well, we'd be rich. <laughs> oh yeah, we've sent almost everybody we know to that school yeah. because it's one of the most affordable, um, and you get the most diverse like clientele through there. Yeah. So it's instead of learning on one style of hair, you get multiple styles of hair coming mm-hmm. through, and you got a, a good mix of college kids to your senior citizens to your even like like cutting special needs like adults and children. It takes a special patience for that. And if you're yeah. not exposed to that and that happens to you in a barbershop, yeah. you will freeze up. So yeah. learning there was a good, like, chill environment to do that at. And, yeah, so I'm glad that, uh, yeah, that's where he's at and uh, excited to watch his journey. And he comes into the shop all bright-eyed, looking, asking questions, and it's like it kind of takes you back, <laughs> like, yeah, it used to be mm-hmm. us too. So And what, what's nice is that, like, he thinks he's going to get maybe a little bit of an easy ride since he's now half kind of a, a related to the owner. I'm like, yeah. if anything, you're going to get a little he's bit gonna worse. He's going to get harder because yeah. <laughs> know. he knows he can't just walk out of the family. Now. I know. It's like <laughs> it's like you're married in. It's like you married in, son. You're you're double screwed. <laughs> blood in, blood out. Yep. <laughs> exactly. You just get away with a little bit more when they're family. You yeah. know? It's different yeah. than walk out. Yep. Yeah, but it's cool. Like Sean has always hang up there. And it's a cool shop. I mean, I've. Yeah, they were right next to the tattoo shop, so I was always hanging out over there and you know meeting everybody. Even when you're on the other side, before you yeah expanded to the what was it twenty chairs now? No, it's fourteen. Fourteen. Okay. So yeah, we were at uh, when I joined up. There was only five. Yeah, we expanded it out to eight, and then when it came down to like the big expansion, we went to fourteen chairs. So that was that happened by like a freak accident, not a freak accident, but it got to a point where we were trying to get this building done up in on the east side of uh, Little Rock on 9th. And the builder was just over-promising and mm-hmm. then finally got to a point where it's like, I've got guys that are waiting on a paycheck. Yeah. I've got guys that are waiting on money and I've got some guys that are like brand new fathers that can't be waiting around anymore. Yeah. And it just so happened that Jay that owned uh, MF Metal, was his lease was up and yeah. he was like, I'm, I'm not doing it. We bought that thing up in a month, yeah, and yeah. we rock and rolled. Yeah, it's you look at shop, man. Yeah, because I, I yeah, uninstalled all the cabinets I put into the other. Yeah, ones, rolled them through the through yeah. the alleyway to the new one, and we like a bunch of crackheads, stuff. dude, running down. We were walking down through the alley with with like twelve foot long sections. <laughs> because, of it was cabinet. funny because like I was it was like late at night one time, and uh, I was this was back before I was related to Will. This was before I he introduced me to to mo yeah i'm just laying at you know home one night and i get this text at like 11 at night and he's like how hard would it be to move those cabinets and i'm like 
What? You get it from Will? From Will. That's that's a that's a standard Will text. Yeah. The most random time you're and like, and it's like, what the? Hell? And it's like I don't have anybody to talk to, so I'm like, what the hell does he have planned? So I was like, whatever. Yep. So I talked to him the next morning. He's like, hey, I got, I want to do this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're it'll, it'll be a bitch, but we can do it. We can do it. Yeah. yeah. If you if, if you give them a slight like the slightest inkling that it can happen, if there's a little bit of yeah, it'll make it. Yeah. Yeah. Hell, oh. I pulled a gun on a damn electrician. Didn't know it, but so it, we were. Taking the trash out one night, I didn't know he was in the building or behind us. And I'm going through the alleyway, and all I see, I, th- I seriously thought somebody was stealing the copper piping. I saw the front door open, and this guy's in there with like a little bit of a flashlight, and he's digging in something. So I went back to my chair where I keep my Glock. Go- I got my Glock, mm-hmm. and I walk in there, and I'm like, Who the hell are you? And he's like, It's me, it's me, Drudel. I was like, Oh, hey, Tommy, what are you doing? And he goes, I'm trying to get to this damn firewall. And I was like, I wish you would have told me. He goes, I should have said something. Yeah. Because oh, I was like, this dude's stealing our copper. I was like, not today. <laughs> I'll exchange some copper for some lead. That's oh, what was about goodness. to happen. But he freaked out. So from that point on, he was like, I will let you know. Yeah. Whenever I'm there, I'm like, thank I'm you. I'm so sorry. I'm We've so had some sorry. shady characters. Like the guy that floated our drywall okay. showed up. Floated half the drywall, took the money and the beer, and left and never showed back up. <laughs> Are you serious? Swear. Yeah, because Will was asking me. He's like, you ever done with drywall before? I was like, I've done enough to like get around. He was telling me what he needed to do. I was like, oh, my God. I was like, no, I was looking at everything. Like The wall was like leaning like yeah. in a little bit, and it was just like. <laughs> it was a shoddy deal. I was like, man. I was like, I, I know some people. Let me get some contacts to you and everything. Yeah. I think it was like, I think the, the shop guys are the one that just. It was uh, Chase's mom. Yeah, finished out everything. She came and finished everything yeah. out for us at almost at cost. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah lucky for us. Well, yeah. well, the good thing is that, like, kind of like, you know, in, in the shop, we know enough people that somebody knows somebody or does it themselves. That's and they the can best thing about get working in a barbershop. You know everything yeah. from lawyers to yeah. cabinet to mm-hmm. cigars to whatever. Yeah. You know somebody and that pl- knows somebody. And plus, at that at that rate, I mean, people love bartering and stuff. Be like, it does. It does go. <laughs> you start learning what you're what you're willing to do haircuts for. Yeah. <laughs> I'll do 20 free haircuts if you please come in here and install this. <laughs> Tommy would just be like, yo, just give me costs. Cause he'd come, I mean, that dude was a workaholic and he'd just come in after his, after his real job and then come in and, and put it all in. And I was just, man, like I said, a lot of guys came in and made that thing possible. Yeah. yeah. There's no way in hell we could have got it done in a month. If it wasn't for the people. Oh, I know. And it's just like doing it in the cover of darkness at night, moving yeah. everything in and just, <laughs> Cause it was winter. It was like fall. It was winter time. So it'd be like yeah. dark at five o'clock. That's why yeah. I got a gun. <laughs> Cause I wasn't used to it. I was like, what the heck is going on? Yeah. But yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's basically how that one got sprung up, yeah, and that's yeah. when you guys started coming on. Yeah, so I guess we did like an event kind of thing at the at the on the yeah other the old side. shop. Yeah, we, we did. did a smoke and cut, smoke shave, and or a cut. Yeah, day, and that was a that was a smoky day. Yeah. yeah, that was fun. So if you weren't into cigars by then, you were at the <laughs> you were at the, <laughs> yeah. At the Hell, end. Yeah, somebody's out there scratching or throwing up. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I think the most honestly, I think the most smoked like the most like puny i've ever felt after an event was i think it was the wedding um for sean oh yeah yeah because we did the uh, dude we brought some dudes in it was almost like a bachelor party slash yeah we did a bachelor party yeah so i so when sean got married he wanted to have a like a little bachelor party but since i was the best man i had to throw something together i was like hell i was like let's do straight razor shaves for everybody get everybody cleaned up and everything so i texted will 
he was good. I texted Drew. I was like, hey, are you? F- I want to do this. Are you free? And he was like, yeah, fuck it. Let's do that. <laughs> so, like, I bring a bunch of cigars. And, like, it's all the groomsmen, my dad, my brother. And that was the first time. Uh, I think you even posted a picture or video. That was the first time all us boys were together Dude, yeah. in 25 years. Wow. So, it was just, it was weird. That's crazy. Yeah. So, like, that was, a. I mean, first time I've seen Kelly and since his wedding. That was 20 years prior. It was uh, a very nostalgic, like nostalgic yeah, was, moment for sure. I know, and Dad, was, I mean, Dad was going to start getting teared up and everything. He did he was doing his dad thing. I got all like, and then he, I mean, he, just, and then Dad would just sitting on the like uh, on somebody else's chair, just kind of like perched up like big dog, just looking at everybody, <laughs> smiling, and just like. But we had smoked oh, so, so many cigars, and yeah. of course, we don't smoke eaters in the barbershop, so we're just like, it was great. There's one point, I was like, I'll be right it. back, <laughs> and I walked outside, opened the door, I was just like, they're just sucking air, and I'm like. <laughs> Don't let them know you're sick. <laughs> Don't let them know. And I walk back in and put my game face on. I was like, yeah. And I walk back and had a cold towel on my face. I'm over there. I'm like, we're good. Yeah, we're good. Did you throw up? No, I, oh, okay. I thought I was that night. I was like, dude, I might, I might lose it. But no, I, I kept my composure and pushed through. Yeah, because I posted a pretty cool video of cutting like the time lapse of your yeah, hair. Yeah, you did the time lapse of me because that was the first haircut I got in like a year, and it was just, wild. And then shaving, you know, shaping up the beard and everything like that, and yeah, it was a pretty cool time lapse. I didn't yeah. even know you. I didn't even know you did that. And then like a week later, you posted that. I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, <laughs> there was like, a moment in my life where I was like trying to video and photograph everything, but then you start slowly realize it's like being a barber on Instagram. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing just wild like cuts that are pretty much impractical, I mean, nobody's gonna do is have the stuff you're seeing on the internet. Yeah, yeah. It's not about likes. It's not about at that point, I, th- I was like, I want to get as many likes as I can. With people, I'm like, people know I cut hair. They don't. Yeah. Want, they don't want me to do like crazy stuff. They're just coming in here to have a good time, and that's what it's. I mean, that's kind of how it is. And <clears throat> yeah. I've, I've, you know, my focus has obviously switched more to investing in, you know, in your client. You know, mm-hmm. you just want to talk to you guys yeah. and have a. They, that's their thirty minutes to an hour to just yeah. to shut up or or talk, and yeah. it's, well, it's awesome. It's, it's kind of like here, you're you're an unlicensed therapist. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's just like one of the best ways to put it. Yeah, you sit there and you and you do that, but yeah, I was, I did some funny stuff, some funny mm-hmm. videos and pictures, and yep. yeah, oh yeah, some went viral, some didn't. So, <laughs> well, let's uh, touch back on the cigar real quick. Uh, so, like we mentioned, this is the San Cristobal Ovation. Um, so it's a Mexican San Andreas Oscuro wrapper, Nicaraguan binder and filler, made in the uh, the My Father factory out of Nicaragua. One of the best, I mm-hmm. think, in our entire line. Yeah, um, it's one that I smoke quite a few of when I get the chance to. Yeah. So yeah, this 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 is a super super nice one. I really like. Yeah, it's a limited release, so they only do uh, two thousand boxes of each size of this. Yeah. It comes in three sizes. Yeah. You've got the opulence, which is five and a half by fifty, the eminence, which is five and three quarters by fifty four, and the decadence, which is six and a half by fifty two. Um, and like I said, one of my favorites of, of our line. Yep. Um, that San Andreas just gives you that nice full body, a little bit of pepper to it. Get a little cocoa. Yeah. But it's like, it's a it's a three-quarter full, but you still get that creaminess. That, yeah. It's really, really nice. But it's that, you get that two-and-a-half-year-age double fermentation on the wrapper. Yep. And I'm a huge fan of San Andreas. And then with that San Andreas Oscuro, I mean, it's fairly, it's it's not a dark Oscuro. It's a, it's a lighter one. Um, super, super nice. And again arguably the sexiest band out there it's beautiful yeah yeah and it's named after the first guitar that i've ever had in my life was an ovation acoustic really yeah i was telling doug that before we started i was like 
Ovation is the name of the first guitar that I was ever put in my hand and said, here, play this. Okay. Yeah. And I still have that guitar to this day. Really? Mm-hmm. Cool. But hey, that, yeah, I was going to touch on that when y'all said creaminess. I was, and cocoa is what I'm kind of getting on. Yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah, it's not too spicy. It doesn't have that, like, real kick to it, but it's just enough that you kind of know it's there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's very smooth. This is a cigar that even if you don't like full bodied cigars, this, this you is a good can one. still smoke. Yeah, this. this is a good one if you want to take it to the next yeah, step. Yeah, work your way up. Yeah, take you take it to the next level without going, you know, from super light and creamy all the way to like, you know, kicking the ass peppery and strong. This is that it's that next step up. It's really, really nice and, you know, beautifully put together. The box and everything, it's it's burning, you know, really nice. Everything about it is just hitting. Yeah, or as the kids say now, it slaps. Yeah, it slaps. <laughs> it slaps. It that's slaps. The, that's the, the weirdest phrase. thing. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the students, she um, works for the, I say work, she, Bryan High School yeah. on the uh, yearbook staff, and um, was going through the archives and saw a picture of the encomium on the on the thing. She's like, I did not know you're in a band, and went back and found one of the tracks. Like it slaps, and I was like, <laughs> what's slapping? <laughs> And they were like, no, it's good. And I yeah. was like, awesome. So it's funny because like, I, I knew you were having, I was going to have you on. So I put on the old encomium shirt. Yeah. I was like, I can't do the show in a belly shirt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> dude. Oh yeah. Because we have a, we've gotten a little bigger since Buddy, high school. Let me tell you, that's an understatement. Yeah. All right. Look at him pinky up. I do declare. <laughs> Sorry, y'all, y'all started something now. <laughs> I know. I've, I've created a monster. Uh, so with this being cigar show oriented, kind of. Yeah. We, we, we BS. Like I said, 40% cigar, 60% bullshit. Hell yeah. Um, what's your cigar history like? Man, I. it's funny. My grandfather owned a liquor store in, over here in Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Uh, over off of, it used to be called Confederate. Now it's called um, Springer Boulevard. But it uh, was called Curve Liquor. And he was a Marine... And he smoked cigars every day. Mm-hmm. So as a young kid, I remember that I'd open up that door to the cigar or the to the um, liquor store. I mean, what five year old kid doesn't hang in a liquor store? Yeah, <laughs> especially in the '80s. So I, um, I would always walk in. That was my thing to see. Was he'd always be in there smoking a cigar. You know, hey son, come on in. He'd tell me to go get a bubblegum bucket. I'd pick it up, piece of candy. It was always a Chico stick. It looked like a cigar, and I'd sit on his lap, and I'd act like I was smoking a cigar with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's kind of like that's always been in my like head. It's like, all right, yeah, and I love the smell of them. Um, he smoked some weird ones though, <clears throat> like King Edwards and like Phillies and stuff like that. Yeah. Nothing like the guy, the the liquor store cigars. liquor store cigars yeah. exactly. Yeah. So um, I think my first toy box was like a, a cigar, yeah, cigar box, yeah, you know, one of them cardboard ones. But um, <laughs> the first time I ever bought a cigar was in New York. Um, I was 18 years old. I went up with Rocco. We went on a on a trip. His dad paid for him to go up to tour NYU because he didn't want him going to Henderson. Mm-hmm. So Rock did a a semester there and invited us to come up with him to go tour NYU. And I was like, okay, yeah, let's do it. So we found a tickets, flew up. We're walking through Little Italy, and I'm sitting there just we're just having a time of our lives. You know, we don't know what the hell we're doing. Yeah. And I see this tobacco store, this freaking cigar shop, and I walk in like I know what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I can at least, I can buy tobacco now. Yeah. So I walk in, and I, I go, and I'm starting to look at these, at these cigars. I don't know what I'm looking for. I do remember I looked for a lighter cigar, and um, I do remember it being a Connecticut. I don't know the brand name, but I remember it was fat. Buddy, I pulled that sucker up. I lit it, and you could see me. Uh, there used to be a picture, and I wish I could find it. 
but it's a picture of me sitting in front of the Little Italy Stein with my cigar in my mouth lit up. And it's like, nice. that's kind of what started it. Yeah. And then yeah. college, the, when I was, my grandmother lives over off Broadmoor. So it was always going to the Broadmoor cigar shop. And um, I would get random pipe tobacco and cigars there. And that just kind of always stuck with Connecticut because mm-hmm. I knew that wouldn't kick my ass. And the first time I ever stepped out of that zone was at uh, Maduro downtown of the river market. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. Yeah. So had a Rocky Patel vintage 90, I think it was. Yeah. And I remember getting, <clears throat> that's my first darker cigar. And I remember getting a little, a little weak in the knees. A little green. Yeah. I sat down and I was like, Oh God. It was like, I remember bringing you one day, like I brought you a chapter two. I was yes. like, I was like, Hey, you know, I think, I think that was about the time when I realized that you were starting getting into more cigars. And, yes. and that was shortly before we did that, that event, that cut and mm-hmm. light and everything. Yeah. I was like, here, have this. And you're seeing like, your eyes were like, wow, that is dark. Yes. I was, I, cause I told him, I was like, I don't know, man. Like last time I smoked a cigar I, <laughs> like that, I got, I got uh, crazy, but it was always, it was always uh pipe tobacco. Cause I had a nice pipe and it was always just my cigar. I guess library at that, at that moment of my time was mm-hmm. just not very big, Yeah, but it didn't get started till I would say my last year of being a cop yeah. about 20, 2014, 2015 okay. is when I started really like getting into like expanding like my horizons. And anytime I was out of town, I always go in there and look and I stuck with a, uh, the Camacho brand for a while just because that's what I knew. And I was like, okay, they're Connecticut. I knew I liked that. So I'd stick with it. And then as soon as I got up here to West End, it was just all over at that yeah. point. I was, I've gone from everywhere from, you know, from Camacho, which I started there. It's kind of like my training wheels, like a California roll. I guess <laughs> I, I relate to sushi. Yeah. You know, you try the California rolls, the Camacho, and get that little Connecticut. Yeah. Then you start getting wild with it, and then you start hitting in those, um, those uh, what do you, uh, y'all call them, boutique cigars, yeah. I guess? Yeah. Started hitting into those, and now it's just I'm all over the place. So yeah. I, I, I enjoy it, and that's that's kind of my fun thing now is, yeah, I know my staples, and I know if I'm out of town, I know what to get. But coming here, it's like you're always, your boundaries are pushed without being pressured, if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. I can come here, I can tell one of you guys, hey, this is what I've been smoking lately. What do you guys have in here? Mm-hmm. And it's fun because then you're like, oh, we'll try this, this, or this, and Nine times out of ten, it's pretty spot on what well, I want. Well, and it helps because every time we get a haircut, you know, the tip is always a the cigar. The tip is so. always oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Trover was getting his haircut the first time from you, and he was telling me, and he was like, yeah, I'm going to Drew. I was like, oh, yeah, I know Drew. He's like, uh, do I need a tip or everything? He's like, give him cigars. Like, yeah. you have a locker full of cigars, give him one of those, you're square. Yeah. Yeah. And now they don't like, tip you and give you a cigar? Not like other you do. I tip you. I give you extra cash, and in. I give you a cigar. And I'm, trying, I'm like, no, dude, you didn't know. He's like, nope. Tell you. I'm like, all right, Steve, don't. I'm getting hosed this whole yeah. time, man. Come on, yeah. So yeah, no. I, I always it's it's a it's a treat, man. To uh, especially seeing you guys and talking with you, and that's what makes it even more fun coming up here. Is like I don't feel so intimidated. You know, you have big events, and it's kind of like, oh, who yeah. am I going to talk to? But man, once once that relationship started started here, it's. It's just like almost like coming to the barbershop. Everybody knows your name. You walk in, Drew, yeah. what's up? Yeah. yeah. Same with you guys. You walk in, everybody's, what's up, Steve? What's up? You know, it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you have like a, a most memorable cigar? Most memorable cigar. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, well, obviously that, that, that Rocky Patel that kicked my ass. Um, <laughs> man, you know, I'll, to be honest with you, without getting too like deep, um, 
ties with my grandfather. Yeah. So my grandfather uh, took his own life a couple years ago, and he knew I liked cigars a bunch. And we got to a point when I'd go visit him, he would always tell me, "I want to smoke a cigar with you." And I'm like, "Yes." And it was that moment of like, "I'll get, I'll get around to you. I'll do it. You know, I'll eventually do it. I'll, I'll come up here and buy some." And I never did. So I think the most memorable cigar would have to be the one that I put in his casket. And um, yeah, I honestly think that it was a. Uh, it wasn't anything special. It was a, um, I don't know who they are. It was a four kick. Is that Headley, Headley Grains? Uh, that's Crown Heads. Crown Heads, that's yeah. it, yes. Mm-hmm. So I had a four kick. I had two of those that I was going to go take to smoke with him and mm-hmm. put that one in his casket, and they buried him, and I came back a couple of days later and smoked it right next to his grave. So Wow. It was crazy. But, yeah. I mean, to me, that always stands out. Like That reminds me every day. Don't take that for granted because yeah. you don't know if they're not going to be here or not. So, yeah. well, it's like what we, you know, we touched on, you know, on the last episode with Mark. You know, not every time your memorable cigar is going to be a, a, a pleasant thing, experience. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, with his, you know, you know, you know, going over the history and the of what happened in Vegas and him just having that cigar up top. I mean, you know, I never really thought about it that way because to me, my most memorable cigars have always been the joyous occasions. But just because something, you know deep or you know hurtful happen with you your cigar is still based on you that's still your your you know it sticks yeah. with you that it's just your your memory oh, yeah. wise yeah still to this day so like when i when i when i'm at my mom and dad's i mean sundays are are like a holy day for us that's yeah. most people go to church well we're at my mom and dad's house we've got the smoker fired up we're yeah. cooking so when I'll, I'll always bring two to three cigars with me and i'll you know smoke one when i first get there smoke one right after after dinner or, or smoke one while we're out there by the thing by the uh, smoker and my dad will always ask me to, hey, you can keep that door open. You sure? I love the way it smells. It reminds me of my dad. And I'm like, because it reminds me yeah. of my, every time I smoke a cigar, it's almost like an homage to my, my yeah. grandfather, even though I never got to really smoke one with him. Yeah. It reminds me of him. And so it is, it's like, it's such a constant reminder of like, yeah. hey, you know, that's, I should, I should have taken advantage of that moment and said, yeah, yeah let's go, let's go do it right now. And didn't do it, but I've got you know every year on the, on the on the anniversary I go and drop mm-hmm. one by his by his gravesite. Mm-hmm. Didn't mean to get too dark with that. No, hey, no, if, that's if, that's anything, why we ask those questions. Yeah. If anything, that's like that's the one cigar I wish I could always have to, yeah. to yeah. do. So yeah. yeah. Well, now I mean, like you said, you, you've you know you you've grown and yeah. you know how to you know cherish the cherish those moments. Yeah. If my dad tells me today that he wants one, you best believe I'm gonna yeah. find a way to get some and we're gonna smoke them together. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, every every real cigar smoker should have a point in their life where they've smoked a cigar and they're bawling their eyes out. Yeah. Oh, dude. You know, for whatever reason, even yeah. if it's a happy thing, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of guys do it like they're when their first kid is born. You know, they sit there and smoke a cigar, and you can't help but get yeah. emotional yeah. during those periods. You know. Yep. I mean, you you know your dad up here that time yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, you know? so like, dude, yeah, I, was, I mean, the first time I ever had one with him, and I was that's like, amazing. I was fine the whole time until he, you know, until he got to the until, mic. Until he got to the mic, he's like, I don't have, I don't have any questions. I just want to tell you how proud I am. I'm like, who? Yeah, dude, it'll get <laughs> you. Because like you know, you know my dad. I'm yeah. like, he's old military. He goes into the barbershop. What do you got? Yep. That day, cool. See you then. Very and business. Then, and then he's like, about face, and is out the door. Out, and out it's the just door like, he goes. So seeing him kind of open up a little bit, I'm like. I'm like, oh, to see that emotion. Yeah. 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 It'll get you every time. Man. Oh, yeah. 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 That's the thing is like on my wedding day, it wasn't my mom. It wasn't seeing my wife and her. I mean, even though it was a, a beautiful moment, it was seeing my dad and him seeing like looking at it. He just yeah. gave me that look. Dude, I lost it. Yeah. I was sitting there. Yeah. My friend Alicia was up in town from, from um, New Orleans and she was just like, 
you all right, boo? And I was like, no, I got to walk outside. <laughs> yeah, I know. I went out there and bawled my eyes out. She's like, why are you crying? I was like, I don't know. My dad just looked at me. And it was funny. But it's like dad, that, that emotion right yeah, there. Dads yeah. will get you every time, yep. for me at least. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. What about some of your favorite cigars? Honestly, one of my favorite my favorite cigars, my favorite ones to smoke at the barbershop are those uh, small batches. Um, yeah, because they're so like they're like less than a thirty minute smoke. Yeah, those little half coronas. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm like when I'm rocking and rolling through a cut, and I've got like thirty minutes till the next one, or I get like a cancellation, I'll fire one of those bad boys up and go sit in the front front porch and sit there and smoke it and enjoy, and actually enjoy it. Yeah, and have that. And another one that I'm always after that I really do enjoy is the um, the factory press. Oh yeah, the LFD factory press. Yeah, that's kind of like the last couple Christmases that that we've had here in Arkansas, I think Christmas Eve, I try to get up here before then, grab me a couple of those, and I sit on the back porch of my grandma's house, and I smoke that thing. Yeah. It's, it's a fun one. It's, it's funny because, yeah. like, I, because like, you know, when I asked you, I was like, hey, what day do you want to do this? Do this? Yeah. I'm like, all right, cool. It's like, what do you want to smoke? You think, you know, yeah. what do you want to smoke? He's like, do you have any of those factory presses? Uh-huh. I'm like, man, I wish. I'm hitting, I'm hitting, dude. <laughs> I, even, like, I even looked in my humidor at home and yeah. I, have, I have one. I was like, ah, if I had like I'm a not couple. not giving that one up. Yeah, yeah. If I had a couple, yeah. We, I think I have do. one. Really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell, I remember one time I came up here and I think somebody had one in their locker and it was just like, you know what? I'll, I'll give it to you. I don't know if it was Trover or somebody here. It yeah. was like, I had one. I know there's about to be more coming. So here, have this one. I was like, yeah. dude, I'll pay you double for that one. <laughs> and just for some reason, I and a, a buddy of mine named uh, Mike Fleeman, we call him Flea, he's the one who actually told me about that cigar. He was like, Drew, you've got to go check this one out. And he was, the way he described it, I remember the way he described it to me. He was sitting in my chair. I just got done with a straight razor shave on him. And he came in weekly to get a straight razor lineup and a haircut. And I remember him sitting there saying, hey, man, you've got to get this one cigar. He said the same thing about the Andalusian Bull. Mm-hmm. And I remember... Uh, that LFD factory press is the one that got me the most. Yeah. And I was like, that's the yeah. one. And also the, um, <clears throat> the Perdomo, um, sun grown. Okay. The 20th. Uh, it's the, yeah the, yeah. the 20th anniversary sun grown or the Habano. No, the Habano. Okay. Oh, the Habano yes. bourbon barrel age. Yes. Sungrown. Yeah. Dude, I, that's one of my, like, yep. that's my go-to. Like if I yeah. could smoke those daily, I probably would. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that's a, that's a yeah. good one. So those are those are like those are some of my favorite ones to get, and of course, you know I've been even when I travel up to Fayetteville, which I'm about to move up to Fayetteville. So when I'm up there, uh, the cigar shop up there, Open Door, they have uh, Illusione, I think is what it's called. Illusion. Illusion, yeah. yeah. So and that, um, yeah. it's like a Milky Way, I think they what they call it or something. I don't know. It's kind of like, kind of like a got a caramely taste to it. More of a boutique company. Yeah, boutique company. That's, yeah, yeah, one of those boutique companies. Mm-hmm. But I, I found myself grabbing those every time I'm up there, and smoking one of those. And they also got those small batches too, so yeah. I grabbed those. Well, the good thing is that you know, since you are moving up to the northwest corner, you know, have you know, a couple good shops up there that are going to be I do. readily available and everything. And I, I told my wife though, she because she was joking. We're big Kroger fanatics. I know that sounds old, but we. No, we, I love Kroger. We that's love where Kroger. we do all of our grocery okay, shopping. That's where we do yeah. our grocery shopping. So I told her, and she agreed. She was like, "I'll." Co- she has to come down once a month for a meeting, anyways. So she's like, "I'll just carry a, um, a, a cooler. cooler with me, and I'll go to Kroger, and then I'll stop by West End for you if you." I was like, "My, my that's what I'm talking about." <laughs> like I know I married you. Right? Yes, yeah. exactly. So I was like, "All right, I appreciate that." So, so it it is like I am going to some good shops, but yeah. it's nothing like coming to a shop here and being 
just welcome. Like I just yeah. come here and sit down and not have to do anything. Yeah. I don't even have to come up here and smoke a cigar. I just come here for good conversation. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those things. And so I feel so bad. I was telling, you know, two, a couple of years ago, I was like, man, I never get to come here and smoke. I'm always like running up on my lunch break, grabbing them and then leaving mm-hmm. and coming back down. But now that, you know, I'm starting to like start making time for yourself. Cause yeah, you don't have much of it. So I'll come up here and especially the events. Those are always fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's, so, and it's always you know all the workers and everybody they all know you since we all sit in your chair exactly and everything. so when it's whenever you come in it's always you know good time yes and, you know it's you not know, ever I'm gonna walk in like, who are that? you and why are you selling me this cigar <laughs> I don't know you so it's not like that anymore so yeah it's it's the trust thing like you said just come up here and build community yeah fellowship yep so with the uh, with the barbering side still um, you know barbering hit a hot note a couple years ago hard like everybody wanted to be the barber and honestly aomc yeah set that mark they said they did um you know where has has it plateaued is it going down or is it still on the up i, I wouldn't say it plateaued um barbering hit hard and you're right um Artemis cuts as soon as i heard about a barber shop in bryant arkansas that was like setting the tone i was like you got to be kidding me mm-hmm. like you were Bryant was not that cool when I left. No. <laughs> and then I'm like, I'm hearing about this barber shop, and I was like, I was like, crap, dude. Somebody's taking like, because that's what I, I was like. I want to, not necessarily in Bryant, but when I saw the place, I was like, that's the style I wanted. Like, yeah. I wanted Playboys. I want beer. I want the the old communal like man shop to come in where fathers take their sons and you know boys learn. You know, turn them in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what I wanted. So when I heard about this place, I immediately was like, I gotta yeah. show up. And I never made an appointment, and I just rolled up in there. But it was Artemis Cuts that like set that tone for sure. And you know when I when I joined up with them, you know I was, dude, we were just hitting the ground running. Yeah. And we were the only ones that were like that. And you came, you came in pretty much on the bottom level, like dude, like yeah. ground ground level. Of, I came of in what OMNC became. Yes, I came in and kind of like. Will had, had had established his four guys that were there, you know, Joe and Cody and um, Josh, mm-hmm. you know, he had Josh was there, you know, from the jump, but it started laying the foundation work. So he, I, when I got that on the team, you know, I kind of watched, you know, I was like, damn, this is, this is something that's got a ton of potential. So we, you know, we were the only ones you could pretty much get a cut at like that anywhere, really. And then it started slowly trickling, it started mm-hmm. trickling out. And now you're like, for the while, there's nowhere in Fayetteville to really get a cool haircut. And now, mm-hmm. dude, dude, you look at places in northwest Arkansas, there's eight or nine shops that have popped up that are badass, yeah. that are doing it. And they're doing it kind of like, some of them are like to the next level of, uh, like you walk in, they're all white, all the chairs match. And every single person they're cutting one way, and that's to me still is a cool thing to look at. I'm mm-hmm. like, damn, that's that's uniform. That's that's pretty cool. Then you got other places like Ozark Chop Shop, mm-hmm. three car garage turned into a barber shop. Dudes, you got low riders out there and old old cars and motorcycles. That's, cool. that's awesome. Yeah. Pool yeah. tables. You got Old Wolf and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's like you see these these guys that are popping up, and you're like, damn, dude, these dudes are doing it, you know. And then Little Rock too. I mean, you've like Dogtown Barber Lounge and those guys, they, they used to work with us and they went off and opened up their own spot. So it's like you start to see this explosion of barber shops now. Used to it was barbers. Mm-hmm. Then it turned into barber shops because everybody's searching for that individual identity. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like when you start realizing, especially for me, like you go to these barber shows, dude, it's just like 
you got one barber out there trying to be a platform artist and he's yeah. trying to like get as many likes as he can. And you'll chase that when you're young. You're like, that's what I want. That's what I want. But then when you work in a shop like in Bryan, Arkansas, and you got everyone from the mailman to the freaking butcher to the coffee guy, I mean, that's sitting in your chair and it's just, it's community. Yeah. That's what it's, for me, is like, that's what it's turned out to me for. Yeah. It's like, that's what I like. But to watch barbering, I wouldn't say it's, I don't think it's plateaued. It's, it's slowed down a bit. But you're seeing the like influx of shops, mm-hmm. and somebody's somebody's going to try to monopolize it again and yeah. try to make you know. So I'm, I'm having surprised that Sports Clips hasn't come on. I know V's is like a chain barber shop, and yeah. they're trying to come in. They've got like two or three locations <clears throat> or something like that. But it's like you'll quickly realize that it's not the same when it's not just a, a regular just mom and pop shop. Yeah, yeah. you go in there, you're a number at, at V's or whatever. Like like those. Yeah, and I'm not saying that V's is terrible by any means. I'm just saying like it's just a different vibe. And yeah. I've had people tell me that I've seen it for myself. But when you got these shops like that here in in Arkansas, that are our our grassroots ran, yeah. those tend to do a little bit better than the the ones that that have money. And, and you can kind of see the corporations trying to like realize, oh yeah, yeah, we got to get in on this. Yeah, and that's when it doesn't become authentic, yeah. and they don't last very long. Yeah. But yeah, that's what we're seeing. I mean, for it, that's just my opinion, obviously. But yeah, watching these people open up shops, it's a cool thing. And also, it's kind of like, man, na- now every neighborhood's getting their own shop yeah. instead of driving twenty miles from Little Rock to yeah. to Bryant, yeah, to get that. Well, and it is crazy because you know, you know, when when I, when I moved, you know, here to Arkansas, that's where I moved was to Bryant. And, you know, when we grew up in school together, there was yeah. nothing. No, there nothing was to do in Bryant. And nothing at all. No place to hang out. I mean, now at least the shop is a place where you know, college or not even colleges, like high schoolers can go and get just the sense of like, I can be one of the guys yeah. and not and just get that and get culture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and not get in trouble. And, and, right. You know, and talk and, and talk to like, you know, you know, when Yank was alive, you know, hearing Yank stories, I mean, and then learning and stories from Will or from whoever is up there. I mean, that was, that was some of the coolest stuff. Like even people coming up here, or coming up to the shop there yeah. would never get a haircut. They were just there playing, For playing checkers or yeah. whatever. Like I said, talking to Yank. I mean, that was the that was the the thing to do. You know, it still is. Yeah, that's the, that, and that's what I like. You you nailed it. You know, and and Bryant when I grew up, there was three places to get a haircut. Charles's hair, Charles's place. Then you had Herb. Yeah, and then you had this other lady over that was like a salon. And that was it. Yeah. And then yeah, because I I I went to Herb. Yeah. He was around because he yeah. was. It reminded me of like my grandma's beauty shop because I grew up in a beauty shop. Yeah. And it was just a one chair, an old dude. I mean, and like I remember the magazines. It was always cigar aficionados, uh, and just other smaller stuff. But that was just that. That was the only kind of, I don't know, nostalgia that you had that wasn't a sports clips or a yeah or you know what what are the Supermax or whatever, whatever the ones are called. It so it's funny because you know most guys that are like barbering now could say it was a barber shop that influenced me to become a barber. Yeah, I didn't have that. My yeah. aunt was a cosmetologist and she worked at a high end salon named jo- called Joel's, and I, her husband was uh, a huge influence. In my life. it was my uncle Bruce um, in a metal band called Living Sacrifice, and I remember she did hair. And I, dude, before I knew what metal was, I yeah. was, you know, I was listening to Corn all the freaking time and Limp Biscuit, and I thought that was like the heaviest <laughs> stuff. Yeah. So I remember like idolizing those guys and like trying to get emulate that style. And I remember getting my hair like my dad always made me go to Herb, mm-hmm. and it was a 
butchered up. Two on the side, scissor cut, barely parted. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. But it was the haircut. It was $8, you know? And I remember when I went up to my aunt, she, like, gave me a textured, like, spiky haircut, uh-huh. bleached it for me. Yeah. My, I came home. My oh, dad didn't talk to me yeah. for, like, a week. <laughs> Had the, Dude, the 90s bleach, The huh? 90s bleach, baby. Yeah. I was like, I thought I was like, yeah, I look the frosted cool. tips. Yes, and, frosted yeah. tips. I was like, this is it. I'm rock and roll now. So it was my aunt who was like, you know, you should do hair. Like, you you knew what you want. You yeah. talked about what you wanted and you kind of had like a knack of like, when I let you, when I got done, you styled it and you knew what you were doing. And that's kind of what planted that seed. It was like, she told me that that's something. I, and I remember seeing that and, and finally like, this is something I could see myself doing. And it kind of like, I kind of dabbled into it, you know, like high school, I got a pair of clippers one time. I was like, what do these things do? I remember opening them up. I'm like, what the hell is this? And, you know, Ryan was like, give me a haircut, Mono. I was like, give me a haircut, bro. Just see what you can do. I was like, mm-hmm. all right. Bet. I did it. And I was like, that's not that bad. Like, he's give like, it, no, it's not. Give it, it two weeks. It's yeah, going to look really give good. Give it a couple weeks, man. That's all, it, all it needs. I used to joke about opening a barbershop called It'll Grow Back because, <laughs> damn, it'll grow back, you know? But, like, that's what planted the seed was going to that salon. And yeah. I remember seeing guys in there that were working there had tattoos. Yeah. The music that was playing, I was like, oh, damn this is way better yeah. than sitting in an office yeah because i'd worked at i mean i worked at advanced construction one time and yep. i saw that you were there and yeah. i saw those guys and i was just kind of like they're all just like grumbling in their little workstations and stuff like that and i remember yeah. seeing my dad being a cop just waiting to punch the clock waiting to punch the clock and yeah. i was like no man like watching these people cut hair and create and having a yeah. cool environment like that's when i knew i was like and I knew then too. Also, I was like, I don't want to do women's hair. No, yeah. I want to do men's hair, and like, I want that communal vibe yeah. Of, yeah. of making men's hair cool again. Well, it's like I remember. I remember when I went from the stage of having my grandma cut my hair in in her beauty shop to my dad taking me to Pete's up in KC, old school shop. You go in there, and it was like three old dudes, like sixty years old. Yeah. They were all smoking cigars. Like, I remember Ash being dropped in my hair hey. while, yeah. while getting a cut. You know, Pete would just kind of brush it yeah. off and check, make sure nothing's on fire. All right, you're good. And then, like, you know, when you're 10, 12, whatever, and you and you feel that straight edge coming across your neck for the first time, yep. it's just like, and you, hear, and you hear the sound, just that, yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. there's nothing like it. So, I mean... Yeah, like I mean, the kids now in Bryant. I mean, they're just being. I don't want to say spoiled, but they're getting. They're, they're getting. The, they're getting the luxury that we. Couldn't they'll never have. understand it. Yeah, they'll never understand yeah. it until later in life. But you know, my first haircut was at a legitimate old bar, old school barbershop in Fush Dam. Uh, a guy named Morris, and here's your typical barber: had the horn rim glasses, mm-hmm. the white smock, the nylon like uh, yeah. polyester pants, and like loafers. Yeah, but he kept his combs in his front pocket. And he gave you your haircut, smoked like a chimney. Mm-hmm. But, like, that was it. I remember seeing pictures of me when my first haircut, freaking out. But, like, that's, like, the barbershop. And I always had that memory of his of his shop because I loved the way it smelled. That talc powder smelled so good. Yeah. The aftershaves and stuff like that. But it took a salon because, sadly, that's all we had in the 90s. Like, barbershops yeah. kind of went away. And it was salons that were kind of, like, trying to do men's haircut. But, I mean, yeah. they weren't killing it. Yeah. Of course, fades weren't very hot out here, though. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you wanted to fade, you had to go down to the, you know, get, go down to the, um, yeah, go to Twelfth and Woodrow, right, right, go down there in, the, in Little Rock and hang out and get a freaking fade. Um, but dude, it was it was that and seeing that and knowing that I liked because I was already playing music at that point and I kind of knew, hell yeah, I can cut hair at one point in my life and see what happens. So, 
Well, so we kind of touched on it. You're uh, you're actually moving to Fayetteville. I am, yes. So what's the new shop you're going to? So I'll be going up to the Uptown Barber Lounge in Bentonville, actually. So oh, I'll yeah. be living in Fayetteville, but I'll be cutting hair in Bentonville. Yep. And um, it worked out perfect, man. When when my wife found out that she was going to be, there was a position open in Fayetteville, and that's where her family lives. So when they offered her that spot, and she, you know, we talked about it. And I said, you know what, you know, it brings you closer to your family. And yeah. And we, we can do this. Let's do it. So when I announced it, you know, it was bittersweet because it's like, man, change is – I always welcome change, especially after leaving the police department. Yeah. Everybody told me I was an idiot for, for leaving to go cut hair. They looked at me like I was a freaking alien. Like, what? And I did it, and it worked out perfect. I mean, I couldn't be more happier than, than how that change went. So when change comes, I try to embrace it, and I try to go with it. But um, whenever that offered, you know, offered up to me like, to go to Fayetteville, um, I talked to Andrew – and he was like, "Listen, man, we got a spot open. Let me talk to the to the guys and see if you know you can possibly just slide up in here." And sure enough, man, I got a call from from Mike up there at Uptown. And he was like, "Dude, come on! Like, when do you want to come?" Yeah, I was like, "Well, you know, I don't know exactly. I know it'll be either December or January." He was like, "I'll wait. I'll yeah. wait for you. I've met yeah. you. You're you're more you're like family now." I'm like, "Damn!" I'm like, okay. Yeah. So as soon as he did that, he hit me up. And then sent me a picture of my smock that come, they all wear pretty badass smocks. Yeah. So sure enough, there's a smock with Drewsy on it. And I was nice. like, nice. Oh damn, it's official now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll be in. And it's funny because that's where we recommend a lot of our clients to go to. Like yeah. as soon as you say you're going to Northwest, Ar- you know, Northwest Arkansas, we're, we name like a couple spots to go to and it's uptown. It's going to be old wolf or it's going to be crown. One of those, one of those guys. And we try to get them, like you guys know the guys up there for cigar shops. Yeah. We recommend you go up there because that's people that we know like yeah. mm-hmm. how to cut. And now it's gotten to the point now I can make you a damn list of who to go see because there's so many barber shops that have opened up and yeah. everybody's got a good barber there. Yeah. But um, when I found out that I'd be joining up with Uptown, I knew I was going to be in good hands. Yeah. And a lot of our clients already go there. So that's a good thing because we, we, we still get feedback from our clients. Yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm still here at, bar, uh, at Uptown. Or, yeah, I'm here at Old Wolf. I love it. And I'm like. That's good to hear because they trusted you to put them in the right spot to get them up there. Yeah. And once you've done that, it's like, all right, job's done. Then when you make that announcement, like, hey, I'll be moving to your chair. And I'm like, oh, God, I'm about to make enemies now. <laughs> so I was like, okay. And it's like, no, 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 you know, it's it's going to be okay. And I was like, well, good. So, All right, let's touch on these again, on these uh, San Cristobals. Yeah. Uh, so have you done a retro hail yet? I did. It's uh, – do you know what that is, Drew? Nice. No. All right. So a retrohale, you draw from the cigar, and then you go, you puff out through your nose. Okay. Can you do that? Yeah, let's do that. Have you ever tried it? It might burn a little. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Burn you, a little? A little. A little, little burn. <laughs> you, get, you, get a, you get a little different flavor. But it's like, it's almost like taking a shot of whiskey when you yeah. take the shot and you breathe out. That's when you hit the notes. Yeah. Yeah. I it picks up a notes. little more... A little more leathery. I was about to say leather was about to come out the moment. Yeah. Like that's what it was. Right. A little there. bit of spice comes out Spicy more in the nose. And leathery. Yeah. yeah. Like that's my favorite. It's my favorite note is in it? a cigar is, is leather. Leather. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Nice. I love it. There's, there's, What's yours? Mine. Yeah. Uh, I like pepper. Okay. Yeah. He I'm, likes I'm, that mothball. Actually, actually, you know the stank. So, the, so the one of the cigars <laughs> you're talking about, the Illusion, they have one called the Gigantes, which is like smoking a mothball. And it is, it is, it is absolutely amazing. It's like imagine. I'm trying to like imagine myself liking that. The, the taste is like grandma's attic, old books, 
that okay. just that it's musk, like a musky. just that musky okay. just it's so i mean you either love it or you hate it there is yeah. no in between well, i'm curious i absolutely love it <laughs> yeah so it is uh it's a really good one yeah but like like he loves the leather i can't stand leather i don't want to smoke a cow I want to smoke. I know. like smoking cows. <laughs> <laughs> Most of the briskets. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I got you. Oh, yeah. No, like, well, that my note is like when y'all when when somebody says like keyword creamy or something like that. Yeah. That's when I'm like, yeah, yeah, sold. I'll I'll probably I'll go over that one then spice. Yeah. Yeah. Like if somebody's like, oh, this one's spicy. I just, okay, let me yeah. go somewhere else. <laughs> I will still smoke it. Yeah. And I'm not. I mean, I've enjoyed a lot of cigars in my life, and I'm very fortunate. But when you say creamy or something yeah. like that or cocoa, I'm I'm in it. But what's nice is that you get all those in this stick. You get that right. creamy, you get that little bit of spice, you get that cocoa, uh, that tinge of leather, a little bit of woodiness yeah. on that retro yeah. also. And it just it does. It kinda hits on all those key points and on that tasting wheel. You're kinda yeah. you're just spattered all over all over yeah, the place. See, we're talking we're talking about how like Bryant yeah. Bryant kids get spoiled with Artemis cuts. Yeah. Like I get spoiled here because I learned so much like I mean, the last one of the events we went to whenever um, AJ was up here, mm-hmm. he was like, oh, have you ever, he peeled back some of the binder and like cut some of the stuff. It's like, try the, and you start tasting the like fillers and yeah. you start yeah. tasting the binder. Like, whoa. Yeah, he cut the foot back. Yes. Yeah. He, he cut it back. The more, less wrapper. Yeah. Take the and wrapper off. You get to taste the and filler in the binder. One of the other times I've got sick of, like, there's been like twice I've been like weak need up here. And the other one was whenever, was it Nomad? Yeah, and he came in with like this, sh- like this shit was wrapped up in cigar or to like newspaper. He's like, "All right, guys," and there was like fifty people in here. We're tasting, dude. We smoked so many cigars at night. I- so that was a tasting seminar. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So oh you smoke God. the components individually. So you smoke the fillers, then you smoke the binder, yes. then you smoke the wrapper, and then you smoke the finished product. And then he was telling us where they all came from. Yep. And I remember this place was full of smoke. Yeah. And I remember by the time we got outside, me and my buddies all looked at each other, and they were like. You feel funny? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> like, that, you almost look whitish. And I was and that like, was, that yeah. Was, yeah, more that was, white than I am. That was that was early on. That was before we got our ventilation system yes. we have now. Yes. Like I don't think y'all had the like smoke eater like that hardcore. Dude. But that, that was, was that was probably two smoke eaters ago. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably the first ago. year probably we were so. open. I mean, this was before no, that was before I I worked here. So it's been at least four years. That was before you worked here? Yeah. You worked here, I thought. I think you were working here at that time because I I actually wasn't here for that event. I worked that morning and I had to leave. I don't know. I've never worked a tasting seminar. This it may one not was have worked wild, that one specifically, really? but this one was. Yeah, yeah. Well, I brought four of my buddies up here, and they Fred were like, Rui. always like this. It's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. <laughs> so Fred no. Rui is the guy that does Nomad cigars, and he is hilarious. If yeah. you don't follow yeah, him that on was, social that was media, I started working there. Oh my gosh, that yeah. dude is so funny. He just wrote a book uh, that I just read. It, it's so good. The book's titled like so long and thanks for all the bacon yeah. <laughs> it's got him smoking a cigar and a pig on the cover that's yeah. amazing um yeah. and he just talks about all this random stuff that he's observed or yeah. his thoughts on different things it's hilarious well that's you know, like, like i said man i've i've been very spoiled since coming like making this pretty much my home base yeah is once you get to know the guys you kind of get a little like for your for your new guys that come up, they're just going to smoke a regular cigar. But it's like, yeah. all right, try it like this, or do this, or pair it with this, and it's like, hell yeah! yeah. Well, and that's yeah. one of the things we try to pride ourselves on is yeah. you know breaking people out of not their comfort zone because people like what they want or mm-hmm. people like like what they like, but you know showing them okay, you like this, try this one. This one has some of the key notes and yeah, components. Expanding, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 expanding your library. Yeah, yeah. You, know, yeah. you know, get yourself out of this box yes. and into into the other one. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean. I, you know. 
as a biased person, as somebody who works here and as somebody who used to work here, I think we do a pretty damn good job yeah. out of it. Yeah, do a fantastic job. The staff here is phenomenal. You guys are great. Like, yeah, uh, I like to think I had a part in in building that, but. Either way, you guys can yeah. continue oh, no, it, I mean, and you it's did. been awesome. You did, yeah. Everybody that, adds to it. Yeah, that that works here. Like, yeah. I mean, even yeah. like like you said, Doug comes to the shop, and it's like mm-hmm. he gives Cody cigars, and it's yeah. like, man, so he gets different cigars. Y'all bring different cigars, and it's like, dude. But between us all, we can all probably build our own dude, humidor. Yeah. Like, yo, check these out. We were <laughs> all rooting so bad for Cody to win that Harley that oh, yeah. he won the main <laughs> raffle up here for that. Or I guess it was our second event, the Camacho Road he Tour. He did, yeah. He won that main raffle for Arkansas. Was that? Was yep. that our second anniversary? Yeah, because that was the that was the yeah. first the first anniversary I worked here. Yeah, and so when they drew that was his, a cool event. Yeah, when he drew that was his a name, fun event. Dude. It was cool that because he even rode up here on his Harley. We so, all like we yeah. all rolled up there that day from that because it was like we're all. I think we even shut down early that day yeah. so we could ride up for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was cool. So and was here the, we are, like what that was so that was three years. Yeah, three yeah, years, three almost, years almost ago. Yeah. Years, yeah, damn, time flies, man. Well, like I said, man, me and you go back. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, just like so you're. You're an entrepreneur of sorts. I try to be. Yeah. So you have a new endeavor that you're doing on the side. Yeah. Called Rock Squatch Designs. Yeah. Yes. So Ar- the Arkham Squatch. It. So uh, so I love so, it. So, so it's cool because you know seeing that seeing that shit out in the wild. Yeah. It was like I, I went to Trader Joe's since it just opened up uh-huh. know, a couple weeks ago, and I saw two. I saw one of the the flag Sasquatch and yes. one of just the bandana gray shirt. That's Hell what yeah. I and like and like I tried to take a picture, but I didn't want to be that creeper <laughs> guy like taking a picture just yeah. to be like whatever. We did it today actually. Really riding in from Fayetteville, we're we're on the interstate heading home and. Victoria goes, I see a, I see a squatch. And I was like, I was like, are you messing with me right now? She's like, no, that Jeep in oh, front of us. And I was you like, know what? Oh yeah. I actually do. I have a picture. I was up in Missouri in KC a couple weeks ago and it was yeah. an Arkansas tag. And I saw the Arkansas squatch. Yep. On the side. Oh dude. Yeah. yeah. Tag me on that or send it to yeah, me. Yeah. I'll send it to you. Yeah. But we saw one and it was on the back of a Jeep That's and I was awesome. like, we rolled up close and I was like, uh, should I take a picture or not? And she's like, don't do it. They're looking. I was like, okay, I'm not. And I just like, but I was like, I, we did that. <laughs> so, dude, that sprung up from the barbershop. And no no lie, like, there so, was a... Yeah, so tell, I'm tell, tell me what it story. is. Yeah. yeah, so basically, we're in the barbershop one day, and one of Drake's clients was sitting there, and being in the barbershop, you're going to hear everybody's talks. I mean, that's what you do. You, you yeah. participate in everybody's conversations. It's fun. So this guy sitting here telling us about his experience he had in Hanobia, Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And I immediately called bullshit on it. I said, man, you're full of it. That's no way that happened. He goes, Drew... Why would I lie to you about that? And he's a very trustworthy guy. Stephen Roach is his name. Freaking hilarious. So he tells me about it. So I, I sit on it and I go home and I start looking into this because I get sucked up in the uh, the YouTube wormholes of like <laughs> anything conspiracy or anything like UFO or aliens and crypto, like anything like that. I kind of like, even though I know part of the outcome is going to be a blurry fit photo, I'm still in my mind like <laughs> something's going to be different this time. And it normally isn't. <laughs> So he tells me about Hanobi, Oklahoma. So I start doing my research and I'm like, holy shit, there is a lot of, there's a lot of stuff about this. So when he came back in, he was every two weeks. So when he came back in, I was like, point here on this map of where you went. So he started, he pulls, he goes, it looks like a thumbprint. So he puts up this like topography, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So he pulls up this topo map. He goes right here. I said, drop a pin. He drops it. I said, tell me some stories. He's like, well, it's logging roads. It's this, this, and this. And I was like, all right. And at the barbershop, we do talk a lot like, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. And we never do it. So I looked at everybody in there. And I said, on this day, I'm going to this place. And if you want to go with me, come with me. 
So like eight or nine people were like, we'll go. I was like, sweet. So we start getting closer to the date, which was March 1st of, of actually this year. And people start dropping off. And then all of a sudden the weather report hits a week before and it's in sleet and rain. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm still going. <laughs> so then it was like five of us, I think, ended up going. So we, we actually had to get hotel rooms because it was going to be sleeting that, that yep. whole weekend. So we drive. It's only two and a half hours away. It's in the Washtenaw National Forest out past Mina. You get to Mina, go yep. straight, and then bam, you're right there in Hanobia. So I was like, all right. So we pull up in this town called Talahina, and they tell you exactly where to go. And as soon as you get in Hanobia, there are Bigfoot tracks on the street that show you like on the highway on which way to go. Yeah. So you're following these big yellow Bigfoot tracks into this town, this whole town. And it's not even a town, like really. It's like a hill. You come down, bam, there's the, the Hanobia Cafe. There's a campground. And then you go a little bit further and you're, you're out of the town again. One stop sign. Pretty, pretty yeah. much. So we roll up in there and I dubbed our team, Team Arkansquatch. I was like, hey, we're just going to be Arkansquatch. And I was like, oh, I like it. And I was like, sweet. So I actually made a... An Instagram just to just to have it so we could document it because yeah. we've been talking about it in the barbershop. Everybody's like, "How do we follow this adventure?" I was like, "We'll have it on Instagram. <laughs> follow Ark and Squatch. <laughs> Got to do it for the gram. Yeah. yeah, do it for the gram." So it's funny when I came back. Like obviously we went up there for we were there for two days. Um, we spent the first night till about two three o'clock in the morning, freezing our asses off, making the weirdest sounds like screaming squat sounds and hitting trees with limbs, and we're just scared out of our mind we don't know where the hell we're at wait wait wait. what's a squatch sound like we need to hear that i've got video um it's a squatch it's a very guttural call it kind of sounds like one of my first concerts (laughs) you know you just scream inaudibly and hope that it like it you know something screams at you well we didn't realize it that you're in a valley so like they're like drew you're you're the screamer do this squatch sound so i was like all right so i like cut my hands and i'm like oh oh and I let out this roar and you hear the vocal go it almost sounds like it goes around and then bounces back to you but louder in a chorus effect to it wow so we're looking at each other like was that me <laughs> or was that or did something I get a, else did, did I get an answer yeah. so we're just like obviously like the hair standing up on our freaking <laughs> you know we're sitting I'm the only one with a gun no Dalton had a gun with him so we, we there's two of us with guns everybody else one of them's got a stick and a rock and I'm like <laughs> And I think Terry Boy might have had an apple or something like that. He's like, I'll hit it. So we're sitting here, and I'm like. going to feed it, give more energy. So they're like, put a pattern on it this time and, like, really make it distinct. So I was like, all right. So after about four or five squatch calls, we realized, okay, it's you, dumbass. It's nobody else. So we walked a little bit further, and we hung out. We were just, we'd heard all, like you know how rumors go in the woods. It's like, woof, that they show up. Uh, if the government shows up, then it's going to be like, we're trespassing and da-da-da-da-da. So it's like, we kind of like played it safe the first night. So I was like, you know what, guys? It's it's late. Let's get back to the hotel room. We'll sleep. We'll wake up early in the morning, hit the freaking mountain again, and just start s- searching for some spots to hang out. So we did. Um, obviously, I mean, nothing too crazy happened. We, we enjoyed, like, we went on this probably about a 10-mile hike. Yeah. And uh, saw some cool stuff, but n- nothing really ever happened. Well, I get I get back to the to the barbershop that Monday, and there's a sticker sitting on my sticker and a Sasquatch uh, figurine sitting on my um, my station, and a guy that I went to the academy with named Cody, uh, him and I were police officers together. Sends me a, has a little note says probably the only Squatch you'll ever see, and it had an Arkansas flag Sasquatch, and then it had this little figurine, and I was like, 
dude, that's pretty awesome. I was like, he was trolling me kind of like, yeah. I don't believe in this stuff, but <clears throat> good on you. So I put the sticker up and people were like, oh my God, how do I get that sticker? And I was like, I don't know. Like, let me ask Cody <laughs> how he did it. So I hit him up. I'm like, dude, what, what'd you do here? And he's like, man, I just had it made. And I was like, you want to make like a hundred of these? I'll go in with you and split the cost and we'll sell them for like a couple bucks. He's like, sure. So, dude, those started selling like hotcakes, like quick. And I was like, man, there's something here about with this. Mm -hmm. So, we were going to go on another squatch hunt and go back to Hanobia with more people and better weather. But we never got around to it. We're just busy people. So, we kept selling these damn stickers. And then my buddy Steve was like, hey, we should like do t-shirts. So, we kind of sat around and were like, all right, well, let's do another design and make this you know that way we have the arkansas flag one and we also have a character for who the rock squatch or Ar arkansas Squatch is actually going to be so we hit up joey barch out of cabot okay at do little electric uh, yeah at, yeah do little, do little tattoos. Yeah. so he draws up this gnarly looking sasquatch and i had it's funny because i have this arkansas bandana and i sent it to him i was like something kind of like this i sent him the picture and he modeled it and my wife was like that looks exactly like you and i was like <laughs> thanks babe <laughs> that guy's got some gnarly teeth man yeah. i was like i'd like to say mine are a little bit straight you know <laughs> but so we we uh we designed these two shirts and benton does this cool thing called third thursday and stated apparel is a big uh sponsor of that and while we were talking and getting this stuff situated they kept telling us like this will probably release on third thursday and I'm like, what is third Thursday? And everybody's been talking about it in, the, in the town. Mm -hmm. And they're like, they shut down the town. They have beer. They got music. They got stuff. I'm like, what? So we show up to third Thursday, and sure enough, our shirts release. And, dude, they start flying. Like, people were buying them. I'm, I'm seeing our T-shirts walk out on strangers. Like, no longer is this my friends, like, rocking myself, like, the, the support. Like, yeah. when you start seeing people you don't know wearing your stuff, you're like, yeah. whoa, this is real. And, dude, it just turned in from that. Like, we... We basically teamed up. It's three families, and we put in some money, got some shirts made, and those kind of like piggybacked. Like we started piggybacking off those. Did one about the Gurdon Light, yeah, um, which I love that. Gurdon it's Light hilarious, one. dude. Yeah. Like that was a Have, so that was one of the things. Like in high school, like mm -hmm. you were always dared. Like oh, you got to go to the Gurdon Light. Yes. Yeah. So that was. I mean, I've I've done it. Have you? You got ever do it? I never did it, but yeah, everybody I, always I know you did. It. It. Yeah. Yeah. It was a big thing because I went to school at Henderson, and that's what, like, yeah. Dry County, you ain't got nothing else to do. Yeah. So I'm scared and girded. <laughs> let's let's, let's right. go walk the train track yes. to find the light. Yeah. Find the light. So um, it's th – with that with that being said, like, we did the Gurdon Light one, and I'm a big – like, I wanted this to be kind of like an outdoorsy company anyways, and, like, I've always grown up going to the Buffalo River. Yeah. So I had Scott Strickland, who used to be out of here. He did Populous oh, yeah. Clothing for a long yeah, time. Yeah, Populous, yeah. So he moved up to Northwest Arkansas, and I hit him up, and I was like, listen – got this idea for a bandana and I want it to be about the Buffalo river. And he was like, give me some ideas. So I said, compass, Buffalo river, do it. And he came back with a pretty awesome design. So it kind of turned into like, Hey, yes, we're going to make fun of like, not make fun of it, but like we're going to have some fun promoting the crypto world. Cause there's a subset of people that love that. Mm -hmm. And there's also the outdoorsy people that people that are going to wear native <clears throat> or going to wear Fayetteville yeah, like yeah. that's. So we've had a good response from on both ends. And now We've kind of focused our, our shifted our focus to, we want to be a company that gives back to, like organizations working hard to make sure that things in in Arkansas stay preserved, like the Buffalo River, their Buffalo River Foundation. We teamed up with them, 
um, they buy property along the Buffalo and make it publicly accessible, but at the same time, not, not going private to where you can still access it and yeah. still preserves part of the, the watershed of the Buffalo river. Um, we're going to do one that we're going to be releasing here pretty soon. I'll, t- I'll tease it a little bit, but it's for the Saline river okay. and the Saline river crossing, okay. um, which is a bridge that they're trying to restore. So we've got a, des- a design for that one. Um, our Bigfoot stuff. We're trying to do one now for the Washtenaw trail because we went out and helped those guys out rebuild the Washtenaw trail, which is up in Mina. And they need volunteers to go out there and rebuild some of these trails because they're so nobody's out there walking them enough to keep them beat down. So we went out yeah. there a month and a half ago and with chainsaws and loppers and went forging through there making a trail. So it's it's companies like that and like people like that that we're wanting to get along with to to give back and help out. And that way we can still like give back to Arkansas yeah. because Arkansas has been really good to us and we love it and. Me and Cody are both natives of Arkansas, but our other family, uh, Steve and Joanna, she's from Montana and he's from Oregon. And they're big time about Sasquatch up there in Oregon and yeah, Montana. Yeah. So having them come down and get to get to bring part of the Pacific Northwest up to us is pretty cool. And having their their take on it, was, it's just been fun. Yeah. Having it's, a good time. It's, it's so cool. Like, like, like you said, seeing the stuff out in the wild. Yes. Like we had somebody come in here, you know, a couple of weeks ago that was wearing the, uh, the red one, the, the art and the, the yeah. flag, the Arkansas yes. flag. Yeah. With the Sasquatch, and I was like, "Oh, dude!" I was like I like you know, yeah. I like that shirt. A buddy of mine made that. He was like, "Who?" So he got that as like a gift from somebody. Yes. So it's like weird. Like he doesn't yeah. even know, right? That's, know he, about it. There's he, no face to it. Yeah, this, he's this just like, gift. yeah, I just yeah, I got this as a gift. And it's, yeah, it's pretty cool, you know. It's so Arkan, like we've got names kind of. So Arkansquatch is is obviously our Arkansas flag guy, and then Rock Squatch was the bandana. Kind of mm-hmm. reminds me of Willie Nelson. That's just our <laughs> that's Rock Squatch. That's who he is. Yeah. And then we just became Rock Squatch Designs. Just yeah. a just a sub to like be able to release everything so you don't just tie it into obviously I have the Arkansas Squatch uh, Instagram which basically like promotes kind of like the Arkansas Squatch stuff but also promotes like the crypto side of things yeah. and then the Rock Squatch stuff promotes you know the outdoor nature stuff yeah. and yeah we've we've had some pretty cool think sessions and it's it gets kind of I'm sure like you guys can sit here and bullshit all day. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's how we can at the house. It's like when we start talking ideas, it yeah. gets to the point where it's like, dude, we're, we're five years ahead of each other right now. Let's yeah. just chill for a second. <laughs> you know? Well, it's like, like I went to Memphis, you know, a couple months ago and went to the zoo. We, me and Mo love going to zoos yeah. and thing. And I was like, I have to wear this shirt to the zoo because I got to get a picture with the gorillas yes. like in the shirt and everything. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's, what's been fun about it. It's like, Guys are taking everywhere. Like Doug just just tagged us recently about going all over the state, and yeah. Out from the West in cigars, and then Steve, you took yours to Italy. Italy, yeah. Yes. The Leaning Tower. It was a freaking ep- an epic shot. Yeah. So, is that, so is that the fur- furthest it's gone right now? So yeah, it's been yeah. Italy's been the furthest it's all gone. Right. We've been in, like inside the United States and Canada, uh, but Italy has been like. Boom. Yep, right. We had somebody in, in London, like the United Kingdom, was asking about... No, Scotland. I'm sorry. Okay. It's Scotland. Hey, would you guys ship? I was like, I will pay for that out of my pocket to get that <laughs> to you. Yes, do that. So I just shipped a bunch up to Calgary. Um, they A bunch of my friends are will be getting those okay. up there and hopefully romping around the mountains with some... Uh, well, be we, awesome. well, we've got a bunch of listeners in Australia, so maybe we can hit the uh, the underside of the, of the world. Because their, their big thing down there is... Um, so we cut a guy. He's actually from a town called Dookie, mm-hmm. Australia. Yeah. And it's in Victoria. And he was the, the kicker for OBU. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. Jake. Yeah. 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 So he's like, we were asking him, I was like, hey, what's y'all's version of, of Sasquatch? He's like, man, I, I, we don't really have that. And I was like, <laughs> well, like, what's the equivalent to that? Yeah. And he's like, well, we tell all the um, 
American girls, you know, while we're out in the wild, that there's beware of drop bears because they'll get you and they'll, they'll snuggle up closer to you when you're camping at night. I'm like, <laughs> what the hell's a drop bear? And he goes, oh, they don't exist. They're just like koalas that, you know, that we just convince them that they're koalas that'll jump out of there and claw you to death. Yeah. Like snipe hunting. <laughs> dude, I, was, I fell out laughing. I was like, dude, I got to get like some stuff down there. And, but yeah, it's so far it's been Italy, but. Most everybody that takes their stuff out, like I, I just enjoy the tags, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, being out even if it's like Pinnacle Mountain, I'm yeah. like, thank you for yeah. wearing our silly T-shirt or rocking our silly sticker. That's oh, awesome, and we appreciate it. Well, so. I'll be I'll be going to Ireland uh, next year, so I'll I'll, oh, yes. I'll throw that with me, and I'll I'll take Heck one of the yeah. stickers and I'll I'll throw it up somewhere. Yes, find an old pub that has stickers oh, I didn't think all about over. That it. take one of the stickers. That yeah, I so I mean that. the yeah. face sticker that we that I did for yeah. the Bourbon Barber has been all over the freaking yeah. place. Yeah, so. it's on my computer. Yeah. yeah, it's funny because like I keep I have my computer up on I put the shop up here. And yeah, every kind of looks at it like, is that you? Like. No, no, but I was like, <laughs> like is he yelling? I was like, well, you just got to know Drew. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's my face. Got to show some teeth every now and yeah. then. <laughs> so, but the rock squash thing, it's, it's funny because, you know, we, we often joke that while we're sitting in our house, because we all have kids, so the kids are out playing in the backyard and we're sitting there stuffing orders, writing down our, our new inventory sheets. And yeah. like my house is pretty much the distribution center. You come there, you pull the orders, and then Joanna and all them, they – they mail them out, you know, and then everybody else is doing like the, the paperwork side of things. And we, we try hard. We're in five different stores, which is pretty cool. We're yeah. actually in a truck stop in Garden, nice. and they carry awesome. the Garden light yeah. ones. So that's a pretty cool thing. But Hot Springs has been a pretty hot spot for us, too. Yeah. So yeah. they've been they've been pretty supportive. Well, they, they, I mean, they have, I mean, Hot Springs. Is the Washtenaw that, National Forest, yeah. man, I'm telling you, there's, and that's the thing about Arkansas, the Instagram, it turned into like a reporting site. Yeah. And I'm not even lying. And I'm, <laughs> dude. And I'm not the guy. Let's say, how many stories have you heard from people? So many, dude. I'm working these Sasquatch events, like the Bigfoot conventions. Honestly, like, like I, I, didn't, was, I didn't know that was a thing. And dude, like you were even talking about, like, yeah, I have thing. this Bigfoot convention. I got, I got to go to. I'm it's like, bigger than I thought it would be. Um, when I worked our first one in Conway, I was like very skeptical. Like, I don't know what we're to expect. And we yeah. showed up, and I'm seeing dudes in like camo, and like looks like they haven't like stepped out of a basement in like years <laughs> and so we set up we have our like we have like little crates set up and there's our and you're doing it like up. ironically and they're like yeah and there's dudes like, got see plaster casting of like a bigfoot foot oh my god he's like i'm selling these i saw this one has dna in it and i'm like oh <laughs> shit so i'm thinking i'm in my line like they're gonna kick us out of here and like boo us out and it's yeah. like dude it was quite like you're making opposite. fun of them almost. yeah yeah quite the opposite it was like they were very supportive of us they're like oh cool do you guys hunt and i'm like well we're made up of skeptics and, and non-believers and believers. And then, you know, we tie Steve in because Steve was a, a hotshot firefighter, wildland firefighter up there in Oregon. Mm-hmm. And his actual, like, slogan, like, the company's logo was a Sasquatch pissing on a wildfire. I'm like, that's hilarious. <laughs> nice. So, like, when he talks about Sasquatch, people automatically, he's automatically got street cred because he's freaking from the Pacific Northwest, yeah. which is like a hot spot. Cody, on the other hand, doesn't really believe in it. So when they start talking, like, scientific part of it, that's when he starts paying attention because mm-hmm. he's like, okay, this is backed by science, you know, scientific evidence. Me, on the other hand, I'm listening to the latest, like, I have fairies that visit my house. <laughs> Sasquatch taps on my window three times to let me know everything's okay. And oh twice, it's, I'm like, and these are like legitimate stories. So, yeah, the, the first Sasquatch event we went to was, was amazing. It was four hours of awesomeness. The second one we went to was a paranormal expo. Yeah. And that's where all the weird stuff. Is that started. when it got weird? That's when, like, me and Cody both looked at each other like, did that really just <laughs> fucking happen? And he's like, 
Yes, it did. I, and then I was like, I wish Steve was here to hear this this story because <laughs> this one lady was telling me how Sasquatch lived in her valley, and the she owns like 40 acres up in hot springs and this one guy sold his half because he's scared of sasquatch but she knows he's nice and then she went down the valley and put fairy boxes around and i'm like is this real and she's like it's very real and i was like how do i see this well he shows himself to people who are open to it and that's when the healing crystal started coming into play and that's when things just kind of like okay and i listened and I, i entertained it the whole way but i was just like Man, I wonder what it's like at her house. Like, yeah, that's out there. I wonder if she's like sitting in a corner just freaking out. Or There's a few like, less mushrooms in the yard. Yes. <laughs> like, what kind of tea are you drinking? You know, like, is that really oregano you're sprinkling in the brain? Like, what is going on? So it's events like that that are cool. And then, of course, we do like your typical like holiday house stuff like yeah. that. And people see the mugs or they see the shirts and like, oh, this would be funny. And, you know, they'll buy it and stuff like that. But I mean, there's the so part, many, so many small towns across the U.S. that have the just have that they got folklore that, that thing that there's folklore. something yeah. there the yeah. falc monster yeah they, we did the Gurdon lights and everybody's like well have you been to the cross it lights like mm-hmm. no we haven't been to the cross it's like we got to go to the cross dover lights yeah got to do the yeah. dover lights and you got to go up to the, hear the ozark howler then you got to i'm like man like, <laughs> there are so many places in arkansas that i really didn't realize existed yeah but people start talking to you and it's kind of cool to hear that it's almost to the point where you hear so many rumors and things about it that it almost can't be made up oh yeah you know what i mean like it's so far out there now yep that i i I think that that it's real in some manner i don't know what it is but i think it's real sasquatch stuff i i don't know the 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 earth is in such a big universe i mean is there a ufo oh yeah but you don't think there's a sasquatch but I, I mean, the only picture I've ever seen, it's like it's like that Mitch Hedberg joke. Maybe Sasquatch is just a fuzzy figure. Yeah. And he like, <laughs> Always he's just out of a, focus. He, he's just blurry. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's our, our thing is like, okay, I'll put it this way. Obviously, after being exposed to everything we've been exposed to, the one theory that does make sense to us, yeah. and like, it, as, well, especially me, because I, I can't speak on what everybody believes in, the, in our, our small company, but the the one that I keep hearing multiple times is Sasquatch is interdimensional Mm. and he will show himself or it will show itself to you. If you know, if you're open to this, like it's, I've heard that from so many different people who are some of the, even even, it is weird. It's, it's weird to think about because it's like, you can sit here and talk about aliens and you're like, Oh yeah, UFOs and Joe Rogan, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But then you start like, when you start talking about it, Dude, it's 2019. Like, we found Osama bin Laden in a freaking cave, okay? Like, how come we can't find Sasquatch? <laughs> and then everything we find on Sasquatch is a blurry video. I'm like, dude, we got, like, these cameras are amazing. So how I have a theory still- on that, too. Tell me about it. So I watched this show, and it was this, uh, like, news reporter guy that yeah. went to Russia. Okay. Right? So it was, like, in the 60s. These kids were out um, as part of their class. Have you seen this? It's just the one about the kid, like, the tent that they find yeah okay yeah okay so these these like college kids are out for their class doing some sort of like exploration project or something i don't remember what it was but they find their bodies like one's over here and then one's like a half a mile this way and one's another half a mile that way one's the other way and they don't none of them have eyeballs none of them have tongues right so they've been ripped out wait the who they found the students the students the students yeah they found their bodies so then they find the tent and it's like in the middle of where like all these bodies are dispersed kind of around this tent right and they find the tent 
and there's a Russian military boot cover that they find, and then the tent is ripped from the inside, looking out the tent. Right? It's wild. So this guy goes and studies, like trying to figure out what went on. Yeah. So he goes and they look at pictures of the tent and stuff, and like it, it makes sense that they were inside the tent and and ripped it open to look and see what was happening outside because something was it? going on. Panic. Yeah, you're you're panic. in a crazy panic, and so they end up with these like Russian people that are guiding them up this mountain, yeah. right? Well, they're all like, "I'm not staying. We're going they're home." Scared. Yeah, they're but freaking. the news reporter and this Russian news reporter lady decide, "Well, we're going to camp in this cave for the night, right?" So they go back in this cave and they're in a tent and they're sleeping. And all of a sudden, they hear this roar, and so the guy gets up, turns his camera on. The girl stays in the tent, turns her camera on. And he like runs back into the cave where he heard the sound and he gets far enough back in there and there's like a bed of uh, pine needles where this something has built a bed inside of that cave. And what did the camera see? They anything? couldn't, they, you, they show a picture of the bed and it, I mean, it's a large area. It's bigger than a bear, right? Bigger than what a, but, but a bear is not going to build a bed, right? Bears just sleep bear. in the cave. Fancy bear. No. Yogi bear. Yeah. <laughs> no. I, 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 no. It's but it's just, crazy. This why bed is would, too soft. This bed is too hard. Maybe you just want to. Why would the eyeballs bed? and the tongues be gone? Right? And why would there be a Russian military boot cover? So the whole theory is that the Russian government was testing some sort of mix of animal and human blood to try to create a super soldier. Alchemy. Yeah. And they created a Sasquatch and it was too strong they couldn't keep it in and it got out at some point and it's living in these mountains in russia well See, i mean everybody has a go has a, da- a dash cam in russia so maybe that way that's not, yeah, that's but they're the not truth. up in the mountains, yeah, they're not though. In the mountains. <laughs> but see it's like it's documentaries like that that'll make you like sit there you start like, to wonder that's yeah then you have like documentaries like the hell your documentary which i <laughs> the trailer from that one scared me so bad that i was like dude before I even saw like the full documentary, I was already on, on Instagram like, y'all have got to watch this. This is crazy. And people were like, yes. So was that the one that they go to like a little town and like nobody in, wanted to talk to them? In West Virginia. Yeah. Yes. So I did. So I actually got that from you and I watched that. And we you see. And me and Mo watched that whole thing. And it's very disappointing. And, and it's like, yeah, it is. But it's like, it builds you up and you're like, oh. Then man. only to let you down. Yeah. But it's stuff like that that'll like, that's what's frustrating. It sucks with, you in. It does. And, yeah. like, and Hellier 2 is coming out. And like Cody, our other, our other um, business partner, is like pissed. He's like, nope, not watching it. And Steve's like, I'm, I'm going to watch it. And I was like, you watch it. Now I want to watch it, even though I know it's going to let me down. But yeah. it's like that, that documentary. So the whole the theory stuff. is that the government is trying to like capture this thing and, and hide it from people because they don't want them to know about the mistake they made. And they also can't recapture it. Like they just haven't been able to recapture it to like control it anymore, right? Or, or try to recreate yeah. it in a more uh, maybe it was sustainable maybe want to know, matter. Do you want to know a very convincing documentary that you should watch? Or oh. you should? It's not even really a documentary. It's it's actually a story about Mount St. Helens and the big cover up there with the with the uh, Sasquatch bodies. Like talk about the government coming in and, and helicoptering them out. I'm, I swear to you, like <laughs> yeah. I, there Dude, are I'm multiple. Telling you. There are multiple. I'm telling like, you, man. There are, like I've stepped it through the bullshit. Okay. Yeah. I know which ones are like okay. This is dumb. And then there's ones that are actually worth sitting down and watching because they make complete sense. Yeah. And the way that these people talk to you, like retired government officials, were like, yes, this happened. 
this so-and-so sergeant or major of the Marines or whatever was walked off into the woods with a sat. Like, it gets wild. Yeah. But if you YouTube the Mount St. Helens cover-up, it is a very convincing there's that so there's many something things that the government has covered up at this point, right? Like, I listened to uh, Joe Rogan's podcast, yeah. and he had uh, Snowden on there uh-huh. a few weeks ago. And, like, the stuff that he uncovered, I mean, it's just crazy stuff. Yeah. Like, you would never think the government would overreach that far. And they do all the time. I guess I'm, I'm like, a, like Fox Mulder. You know, I want to believe. But. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, dude, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. It, I wouldn't, I'm not saying it, it's real, but I could see where something like that has dude. happened and they've covered it up. I'm the, I'm, I'm like you, dude. I want, I want there so badly to be a video out there or yeah. something. Me too. Some kind of DNA evidence. Like yeah. we even joked when I was a police officer, it's like, cause we'd work way out highway 10 some nights and they're like, we'd see some wild stuff going through the woods. You know, you can got a FLIR camera. Like, what is that? You know, but we got into the, to the discussion one time, like, what would you do? As Sasquatch walked out right now, and one guy's like, "Boy, I pumped that twelve gauge right." <laughs> bah, bah. And I was like, "No, no, you won't." He goes, "I throw him on my hood and run my blue lights all the way into town." I was like, "And your ass would get shot by the government because you took out their guy." And I'm like, "I just be like, I just, I just look at him, admire him for what he is, and shut up and not say a word." Yeah. You know, like that's yeah. like it's funny to hear what people's reactions are yeah. to that. But there's, it's just like aliens, man. For the longest time, yeah. we talked about it, and nobody. But now, so much evidence is coming out that like, it's it's rare to find somebody that doesn't believe in aliens now. Yeah, for me, it is. Like, I most people well, I talk to, are like, hell yeah, I believe in UFOs. Well, well we know the, things. We like, know I, the government has covered certain things. Well, we don't know that. No, we know. Oh, we know. And Come on, Aaron. We have we have proof <laughs> that they have tested creating a super soldier with gorilla or other type of you know, DNA. blood, DNA, whatever you want to call it, and tried to create things. That was Hugh but, Jackman in Wolverine. No, seriously. <laughs> the government has done this, oh. and they never publish results. There <laughs> are publications still, where it shows... Still studying the subject. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just there like, are publications where it shows the government has tried this, but it never says what comes about. <laughs> always joke, always joke in the uh, barbershop, because I have a Dyson hairdryer. Yeah. And it is like it doesn't have a blade, doesn't have a fan, anything yeah. like that. It's just it's alien technology. That's what I tell them. I say, <laughs> this is proof that aliens exist. This is jet propulsion technology that we don't know exists. And they've harnessed it in a hairdryer. They're always like, there's some people like I actually believe that. I'm like, okay, now I kind of do because you believe it. Well, I mean, I I I believe in math, yeah, science. The universe is ever expanding. It's too damn big for us to be the only yeah, ones we, here. Mm-hmm. Is there something out there? I don't know. In the possibility of realm, yes, but it's just like we know so little about outer space; it's unreal. We took our first picture of a black hole. Oh yeah, what six months ago? Yeah, yeah and what's crazy, first time we've ever had a picture of one. And yeah. what's crazy is that it was like so when they did Interstellar and they just did the math on it and they talked to Neil deGrasse Tyson and all that kind of stuff and they get the picture back. Who, by the way, like is the biggest jerk in the world? But have you met him? No. Oh. He does all, everything. He, he doesn't on. like him because he, he got rid of Pluto as a planet. No, everything uh, he's on, he's just a giant <laughs> ass. Yeah. So I listen to his podcast a lot. Hey, do you really? Yeah. Hey, man. He's so rude. I like just it. Just because you're rude, like whether mean or not he's smart asshole. or something, he's an ass. Right. I mean, it doesn't matter how smart either, you are. You don't either, have to be an ass. But either way, like what they rendered in Interstellar ended yeah. up being right. It's just crazy where they just did yeah. the math and got everything right, and yeah. you know they talked to you know. Tyson and Think about else. it. The furthest we've ever put a person is the moon. 
That's true. How can we have put another person on the moon, though? They said they lost the coordinates or some crap. What? That's a, yeah, I've, I've heard that, that being said. It's like the reason we haven't put another person on the moon is because of the trajectory or something like that that they had. They'd lost, like, it was some crazy BS. So I've, like, I've always heard, like, oh. It was, it was on a Joe Rogan it, podcast. It, it was, they were it, saying you know, some BS about the it. The moon landing was filmed in a. Because uh, Eddie Bravo is all yeah, about, like, studio, the yeah. studio. But then I was like, but then I was like, or they said, like, there's no yeah, wind on the moon, but the flag's moving. Yeah, but like, but there's like, all kinds of stuff. But like, I've always heard, like, yeah, um, Stanley Kubrick did the landing, but he just wanted to shoot on sight. So it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Well, even if you know whether that's fake or not is one thing, but just think about that. The furthest we've ever put a person is the moon. The furthest we've ever sent anything is Mars. Yeah. Right. No, that's not well, very no, far. No, that's not the furthest. The Hubble is way out there. Hubble's way that way the hell out there. That's the furthest we've ever landed on something. <clears throat> that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The furthest we've ever put something oh, okay. is on Mars. That well, we no, know put, of. That's that, no, that we know no, of. No, we've right? put something further, something that's landed. <clears throat> I mean, we've, we've landed on an asteroid that's further away than Mars. We, yeah, have, but, we have pictures of it. Pictures of the asteroid, uh, not things on the asteroid. No we've, no, we've landed on the asteroid. Either way, that's still not very far. When you think is, about... The asteroid is further away than when Mars. When you think about our galaxy is this big. Oh, yeah. And it's actually this big in comparison to the universe. You know? Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's not very far. I mean, we're in the Milky Way galaxy. You have Andromeda. You we're have such, plenty we're, of other we galaxies. We are so far from understanding space. It's We're not even close. We have either... That's why you have to We have either it. gained a l- bunch of listeners or we lost a bunch of <laughs> listeners. Yeah. It is one of the two. Well, or we're all going to have if like... If you've made uh, it this far, you're in for the ride. Yeah, we're, we're going to have all, government... We're, we're, like we're all going to have like guys in black suits <laughs> knocking our doors after this shows up. Okay, so talk about guys in black suits, okay? I'm going to realize in two, two things real quick. One, most of the Bigfoot stuff that we have at the, that has been talked about. One of the other theories... Like I was telling you, there's certain theories that come along that like make yeah. sense. One of them is... If a the habitat is good enough for a bear, it's good enough for Sasquatch, and that's true because if you sit there and look at where all the Sasquatch sightings are, yeah, they're no bear, bear population. It's not yeah. like they're in Phoenix, exactly. Right. Secondly, here's the thing about the black suit man that we're talking about, and you can take it for what it is. Whatever this happened at the barber shop, and I've got six of the guys that can vouch for it. We're at the old shop. <clears throat> Cody's not there. Cody has a client come in and sit down on the couch as we're sitting here talking. All of us are, it's one of those moments where we didn't have anybody in the chair and we're all kind of like BSing. Mm-hmm. We're trying to find something on the TV. This man walks in and sits down on our couch and he looks just like one of the guys from um, Ancient Aliens. He has the black glasses, the flat cap, and a leather jacket. He sits down on the couch and doesn't say a freaking word to us. Internet goes out, phones go out. So we're like, man, we can't get this into work. We're sitting here and so we start talking and he's just got this weird, quirky smile on his face. It's kind of like, I. You know, being a cop, you kind of key up on body language. So I'm sitting there looking at this dude like, something different about this guy. This goes on for about 10 or 15 minutes, and we're like, can we help you? And he goes, yeah, I'm here for Cody. And it's like, well, Cody's off today. It was a Monday. So we're like, Cody's off today and won't be back till tomorrow if you want to come back. <clears throat> He's like, okay. So he kind of like, he hears us talking about, we were talking about aliens or something stupid like that because we are trying to pull something up on uh, YouTube. And he kind of chuckles to himself. And he makes a, a comment. We just kind of like look at him. He gets up and he leaves. The second he walked out the door, drove off the parking lot, our phones came back on and our internet came back on. <laughs> so we're sitting there like, so everybody fight dawns on everybody. So we start talking about it. So Cody comes back in on Tuesday. We start telling him about it. Well, the guy comes in on Wednesday. Same thing happens. Power or the phones go out, internet goes out. And he has a smile on his face. And we're just like, 
So we start pointing to him like, dude, what's up with you? There's, you work for the government. So we start kind of like razzing him, yeah. but in a joking way, but in a like halfway, like we're kind of serious way. Like, dude, you're, you're with the government. Da, 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 da. So he, he gets a good laugh out of it. It's like, no, I don't work for the government, but I, I used to do this. I used to do this for the government. So we're like, okay, so we're not, we're kind of getting around on this. He leaves and Cody's like, yeah, that's so, so-and-so. He used to work for some kind of like part of the, uh, aviation that's like kind of secretive da 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 and we're like all right he emails cody that night a report about a ufo crash that happened in little rock at the bill and hillary clinton um airport that was never reported and was reported as a natural gas explosion oh my gosh so we get the report and we see it and it talks about trees being cut off perfectly at like 10 feet like in increment and slowly going down and being only the tops of them are on fire. Holy cow. And some are only broke up. Like, you oh, know, I mean, when did this happen? This was like in the nineties, like 95, 96 and like stuff like that. The, the way they described the trees being at the crash site were like almost as if something was perfect, like metal, like, you know, if a plane hits, it's going to splinter certain things. Yeah. These things were perfectly cut. And then the, they said the flames were only at the top of the, the trees, and at the very end, and there was no... I mean, dude... It's crazy. So it, I got goosebumps it, talking about it's it. So crazy. Con- it's so convenient, all that you happens can ask, before <clears throat> people had a phone in their pocket. No, exactly. Well, yeah, of course. Like I always say, it always As you can back. tell, who's the skeptic? Yeah, <laughs> right. But as it always comes down to, you know, it's 2019. Yeah. Why is this video shaky? Why is this blurry? Um, but it's stuff like that. It's like, there's people out there that know stuff that we don't know. Oh, yeah. And have held on to information and only give us little trinkets of what we want to hear. When it, it, you know, it, who knows what it could have been, but it's stuff like that. that always gives me hope because it yeah. was such a convincing, that man has never been back to the shop after that. Hasn't come back. <laughs> I'm serious. And I'm like, so weird. And it wasn't cause he had a bad experience. It's just like, that's just how it is. And I've never seen him again. And it, it will always be with me. And you can ask Will, you can ask Josh, you can ask Hayden. All those guys were there. They know. And it's wild. Yeah. Wild. I always <laughs> said like, if I was ever like high enough in the government, like uh, uh, the president or something. Yeah. That's the first question I'm asking everybody at the table. All right. Are aliens real? <laughs> Do we have any proof of them? And where is Sasquatch? <laughs> Cause you know, somebody knows. Nixon had a meeting with the grays. You know, somebody knows. Oh, you know, somebody knows. I think Obama and Bill Clinton both said that they were going to do that. And they actually interviewed them on uh, either the Conan or um, Jimmy Fallon. And, he asked them straight up, did you guys, is there aliens? And neither one of them commented on that. They just kind of smiled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, the stuff like that's like, you know, those high. The, the, so, I mean, I knew it. we just went down a wormhole. Yeah, we did. One. We got but a little yeah, far off. I mean, that's, that's the, that, see, that's what happens when you start a company based on yeah. folklore. You start going down wormholes, yeah. and people will tell you stuff that you're just like, should you really be telling me this? So, when's the next uh, squash hunt? So, oh, squash hunt, I guess. We are supposed to be, there's a man that owns a piece of property here in Saline County. Okay. <clears throat> that's all I'll say right now. And he has invited us after deer season's over with, uh, probably sometime in January. He swears to us that there is a bipedal creature that walks between his wood line to a creek and goes into the creek. And I don't know, he says it either fishes or drinks water and walks back. And he says it does it almost on a nightly basis and wants us to come out and see it. Dude, that's crazy. And, and yeah. are you going to do this on like on a Saturday or something? We're going to do it. So me and Steve are definitely going to do it for sure. Um, but yeah, we're going to, we're trying to get a thermal imaging camera. Okay. 
So we're trying to do this with real cameras, man. Like, not if, gotta, if, if you have an extra spot, yeah, I'll come along. So, I got a buddy that has a thermal scope. Ooh, see, I, I don't want to shoot the damn thing, but <laughs> no, yeah, I do want to. <laughs> but see if it. you could see it, does it record? I don't know. I'll okay. have to ask. So that's the thing about it is like the man has asked us. He's like, listen, you know, he's a he's an older gentleman, probably in his late seventies. He's like, I, you guys, my because fr- a friend of ours is who told him about us, and he was like, let them come down and see this. And so we, That's so creepy. I got we want to go see it, bro. Dude. I'm, I'm nervous as hell. Cause I'm like, God. either this man's going to kill us. <laughs> Cause he's got a, like a skin, a dead skin mask. He's trying to put together with a missing pieces. Or this is like a legitimate, like this man sees it this. Puts and it's the like, lotion on the skin. Yes. So why? Like, and I told, I told, you know, all of our family members, like if I come up missing, you know, I'm, I'm in this place. <laughs> this time. Go talk to this man. But well, so what if it, what if Sasquatch is real and he's an alien and he knows how to, like mess up the cameras. Like there's some sort of energy he puts off that they can't get a picture of him, right? So with you two, so knowing, then it's both. So with you two knowing who I am, and how much of a mission it is for me to get this on a very <laughs> stable camera, if that does happen, then that just proves the theory. I'm with you. He can shake the camera. I'm as with lo- you. As long as he likes cigars, I'm good. <clears throat> I thought about making that, you know, because they say to leave him offerings like little trinkets, like toys and like sweet candies. That's what they say. What if he's an LFD smoker? What if he's an ash smoker? What if, yeah. what if, leave an Andalusian bull out there yeah. for the night, <laughs> right? <laughs> What if he prefers the uh, what if he prefers the ovation because of the pretty rapper? That's you know? right. And he, he might like leathery notes. We'll, br- we'll, we'll bring some Stone Slow beer, bring yeah. a growler, and just uh, have that. Well, yeah. why don't you tell everybody where they can find your Rock Squatch Designs apparel so, and stickers? Yes, Rock Squatch Designs, uh, bigcartel.com. Um, you can also go to our Facebook page or our Instagram at Rock Squatch Designs or Arkansquatch. Or you can even hit off the Bourbon Barber. Uh, all the links are in the bio. You can go in there and go in our online store. And... Uh, go from there yeah, you guys have some great stuff thank you so much it. and we appreciate it so i need to i need to get one of those hoodies and one of the red shirts i don't have those yet perfect all right yeah so, we'll get you hooked up yeah for sure yeah that's well you got the sticker so we'll put the sticker on the uh on the window we have out here now even non-believers deserve a sasquatch sighting <laughs> that's if right. it has to be a sticker then so be it <laughs> yeah you know? yep. Yep. <laughs> so but well, yeah the way we end the show every week is we ask you a question all right you get a million dollars off the question it's just uh, if you want to know if you take the money or if you a don't take the A hypothetical million dollars. Okay, I was about to say. Yeah. We're not giving yeah. you a million money. dollars. All right. yeah. That's money to go for. <laughs> Rock Squatch about to get big, baby. <laughs> All right, million dollars, but every time you see a coin on the ground, you spend the next five minutes in a chokehold of an incredibly strong third grader. <laughs> every time I pick up a coin? Every time you see a coin. On the oh, ground, because I pick up. I'm. A, I'm. Really, uh, I keep my head on the ground. You ask anybody that walks because I walk from here to the like from the barbershop to the uh-huh. the beauty supply, yeah. and I'm always on the ground picking up nails or coins because nails for your tires and yeah. coins for your pockets. Yeah. Um, but an incredibly strong third grader chokehold. Yeah. Is it a good chokehold, or am I asking say. too many questions? It doesn't say. It doesn't say. It says yeah, just an. In- Incredibly strong. There's no way a third grader has a big enough arm to actually choke you out. I don't know. I was a pretty big third grader. Third, you'd be uh, eight years old. Third grade, would eight, be, eight to nine years old. Yeah, nine, nine years old. So not a big enough arm to actually choke you out. I, I, I don't know. I mean, so if I he, spend he the and, five minutes in the chokehold, yeah. I get the million dollars. Yeah, but every, every time, every time you see a coin, you, you only have, get a million one time. Yeah, 
million oh. one time, but every time you see a coin. Yeah, a million one time, give me a house up in the mountains, never come out of it. So <laughs> you, Live you, with Squatch. Yeah, you can, you can Squatch your living. <laughs> give me the chokehold, baby. Be like, does this really look I like you? I breathe. Yeah. I've been put in a chokehold before by a bigger guy, not a third grader. You know, yeah. jiu a hell of a drug. Um, <laughs> dude, I'm taking the chokehold, baby. Yeah. I'll oh. do it. Oh, yeah. Give me that money. Yeah, give me I'm that money. I'm taking that one, too. Yeah. yeah. I, don't, I don't know who wouldn't take that yeah. money. Yeah. Just put your chin down, answer your phone. Let's go. Be like, yeah, sorry, honey, I'm gonna be five minutes late. We talk about that all the time. Like, found another corn. Could you like how how many? Could you take a hundred fifth graders if they all came at you at once and you had one weapon? How long do you? How many do you think you could get? Is what we always ask each other. What shot. kind of weapon? You have to pick your one weapon, and it's got to be pick a one weapon. Yeah, and then not There's a gun. A hundred no. of them. It can't be a gun. It's got to be like something like a, a blunt, like object. A, like a mace. Or so something? I'm not saying not mace, but like a mace. Like a I'm not mace. saying yeah, mace, I would. Yeah. I would kill 100 fifth graders because that's terrible no no but, but I'm like, if somebody came, just got fired from ashton <laughs> right <laughs> hypothetically <laughs> like, if i was in that situation yeah, yeah. Like, i think i could take well, them it's kind of like could you would you rather take on a hundred you know duck-sized horses or one horse-sized duck right exactly yeah that's like that's the, that's the hmm. we always ask horse-sized duck would be bad <laughs> which is still like we always talk about the, the one the one that always gets everybody fired up is the who would win? Yeah, a grizzly bear or a silverback gorilla? <laughs> yeah. And people would get stark raving mad at each other about that one. And it's I think the gorilla divided a lot it. of houses. All right, let's go. Gorilla. Oh, gorilla all day. I'm, who? You know, yep. What kind of bear? A grizzly. It's got to be. A, and they're both in their prime. A silverback prime gorilla, testosterone flowing, and a grizzly that's ready to kill. Well, so here's the I'm thing. I'm going to go bear. I think I go bear. No, the bear's not going to win, and I'll tell you why. Claws, man. So a gorilla. Everybody says claws. A gorilla is faster as far as uh, like hand-eye coordination motion, right? Like arm reaching out and grabbing you. A gorilla is going to be faster than a bear. A bear can run really fast, yeah. but they're not fast at like quick motion. Well, I guess short with the, I guess with a gorilla, you have a thumbs. Well, they have claws too. Yeah, but they don't have thumbs. It's different. Opposable thumbs, like gorillas. Gorillas do. No, no, I'm saying yeah, bears. About I'm talking about bears. bears. Gorillas have, they're not cl- actual claws, but I mean they have. It's like, can your dog it's, it's grip like, a, an apple? No, I'm not talking about that. I, I am. You're not listening to what I'm saying, Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm saying yes. Gorillas have opposable thumbs. Right. They also them. have like nails that that like would they can sharpen. Scratch. They yeah, can they can scratch. But they don't have claws. Yeah, but I have still, nails. I, I think the gorilla is going to take it. A bear outweighs a gorilla, yeah. but a gorilla has more bite force than a bear. And strength. And strength. Trust me, it, it'll get you fired up. <laughs> I was in there one day when you guys were having this discussion. Dude, I, I was the on the SWAT gorilla team. side. The SWAT team for freaking one of the departments I worked at is divided <laughs> on it, and they got pissed about it. Like people, we All called right. the zoo. We got to post this online. So, okay, what, what, was, Do it. What, was, what was the shop's take? So the shot was divided. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm serious. How like, closely divided? It's pretty almost 50-50. Almost 50-50? Yeah. And it, we called the zoo, and the zoo even said that they... Shit! I you swear called you, the zoo? Hell yeah, I called the zoo. I ain't no... Bro. I heard a rumor once that they were discontinuing Big League Chew, and I called the facility to ask them if that was the truth, and they was like, well, that's news to me. Stand by, I'll give you an answer. And she calls back and goes, nope, we're still doing Big League Chew. So what did the zoo say? So the zoo said gorilla. Nice. Because of his thumbs. Those they are said experts. The exact thing, the thumbs. And that still wasn't convincing enough for half the people in the shop. So you like, that's bullshit. No, it's not. They don't know what they're talking about. So you'll, you'll call just to get verification on stuff? I call. Okay, how about this? So you know the Tootsie Pop? Yeah. You ever heard the stuff like if you have the star on yes. the wrapper? Yeah, you get a free one. You get it for free. You Is get that f- real? Because yeah. every time I've done that, I've never got him. 
I've never got. Is a it Nestle that pop. makes a Tootsie Pop? Yeah. I'll call them up tomorrow. <laughs> call them, dude. I will call you up tomorrow. I'll give you the answer on live on Instagram. <laughs> Whatever you want to do, like I will do it. So I'll call them up. Oh, well, God. you remember that show that was on that would like pair the animals against each other? Yes, the did, animals. Like, yeah. Did you see if they had an episode on that? They do have an episode on it. Uh, no, they. I don't think they do. Let's go to Google. Joe Rogan to even talked guys. about it. And I think Joe Rogan said that the freaking gorilla would win. We need to call those guys and see. What was that show? I called? bet there's still an email you could contact somebody from that show. Oh, it has to be. What was it like? Uh, animal versus animal or something like that? Something or? like, yeah. So I think they had like a shark versus a something a gator. crazy. Yeah, shark and wild. a gator. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so Google just the very first thing on Google. I said bear versus gorilla. The outcome either way is still the same. Bear wins due to sheer size, strength, yeah. claws, teeth. It would be a two a two hit fight. Bear hits the gorilla. Gorilla hits the ground. <laughs> Yeah. That's on somebody's like personal website. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not that's somebody's legit. Wikipedia page. Yeah, uh, come on. All, so all about powerlifting has a has oh, an article. Oh God, goodness! Uh, Bunch of juice heads. <laughs> yeah, uh, I could take on both I'll of them. I'd, I'd fight at the both. same time. They even have like a cropped image of it. <laughs> uh, this see. is something that's. I mean, I'm telling you, this, this question is a legit has fight. started family fights. Has started yeah. barbershop fights. Um, we ask anybody, and it almost it's almost like. Uh, it, I don't know. It, All right. So we okay. want to hear from the listeners. Yes. All about powerlifting has the bear. Wow. Wow. I'm They're, surprised. Yeah, me too. And they have, I mean, it's a scroll down four page thing. So. Oh, wow. Well, so how much does the bear outweigh the gorilla? Because it's got to be Oh, I can bring it up because close. they have it broke down right here. Well, because the gorilla's around like three and 400 pounds, I okay, think. Okay, has got to be bigger than that. Silverback, five foot average, six foot largest, weight Three to four hundred pounds. A silverback gorilla is only five foot tall. Five hundred yeah, as the largest pounds. Grizzly bear, ten foot tall, seven to eight pounds. Seven to eight hundred. Seven eight hundred pounds. Yeah. So you're talking three to five hundred versus seven to eight hundred. Yeah, and fifteen hundred pounds at at this largest. So three times bigger if you go to the largest. Wow. Area. How long? How tall is Mike Tyson though? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Come on now. Okay, yeah, but that's like saying you know Mike Tyson versus the mountain. Mike Tyson wins all day. It depends. Is is it an MMA fight or is it uh, (laughs) boxing? Speaking of MMA. Or street fight. Speaking of MMA fight. Did you see the fight last night? No, I didn't. Guy got hit in the lip, split his lip from his tooth line all the way up past his nostril. Hell yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Four seconds left in the fight and he was winning. I saw Ruiz lost. Yeah. The Mexican uh, heavyweight champion. He came in 20 pounds heavier. He lost uh, in a decision though. Oh, did he? Was a decision? Yeah. Okay. So, Damn. I think the guy they're all they're all gonna get pounded by is uh, who's the guy that's been knocking everybody out? Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Wilder, Dante uh, Wilder. Dante Wilder, man, yeah. that dude can throw a punch. And there's a big debate now: who throws a bigger punch? Was it Mike Tyson in his prime, or is it Dante Wilder now? And there's people on both sides of it, but George Foreman uh, is the guy that everybody's kind of going with, and they're, he's saying Tyson punched harder than than Wilder does now. Well, Tyson had the speed too. I'm telling you, man. Wilder, I mean, those punches come out of nowhere. It, I watched a video amazing. of Tyson, like, recently taking his jacket off and mm. showing oh, yeah. how he used to work, like, work the body. Yeah. And he's still fast, like, faster the, than most people I know. The issue with Tyson, and this is a giant asterisk on his career, is how involved the mafia was in boxing at that period. And they were fixing so many fights, you really don't know how many of those fights were legit with Tyson. I mean, it, it's a it's a giant 
I conspiracy theory, I guess, kind of. But they had they know they were involved. Wow, that's his what knockout, that's what the whole show's though, been about. Well, experience. no, the guy can punch. There's no doubt about that. I mean, the guy's got one of the best yes. punches in the world. But how many of his knockouts were actual knockouts versus like oh. a paid off? Yeah, flop it. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, damn, it sucks. So you don't know. You know, you'll never know. It's like saying, you know, Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson, who'd have won that fight? Mike Tyson right? tells you all day that Muhammad Ali would have won that fight. I think he would have too. He'll tell Shay straight up says that we watched the interview telling him. Well, it's George crazy. Foreman probably punches as hard as anybody ever has, yeah. and and he beat him. You he know, made, he makes a mean steak, <laughs> a burger, more of a burger, <laughs> grill. He makes do, a mean grill. You, makes do, a mean grill. Do you know that who that wasn't supposed to be his? Yeah, I heard about this. It was supposed to be Hogan's. Dang. So yeah. Hulk Hogan's publicist called him. Hogan didn't call. And left a message and never got back with him. So his publicist made no, the no, decision. No, no, no. That's not the one I heard. Yeah. I heard that he was presented at the same time with the Hogan Stretch Armstrong. No. And the no, the so, George Foreman grill. So it was, either, it was either the grill or a blender. And he never got back with him. So his publicist made the decision of the blender and not the grill. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that crazy. That sucks for Hogan. Yeah, that it does. That sucks. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I mean, Foreman's worth... Billions at this point with yeah. that grill, you know. Yeah. He, he's made more money off the grill than he ever did fighting. Yeah, yeah that's true. So. Yeah, all his kids are named George, including the one girl he's got. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it's like George Seven. Yeah. Anyway, he's a fertile man. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Drew. We want to thank you for coming. Yeah. Give us uh, one more shout out, one one more time, where they can find the stuff. Yes, just to go to uh, the Rock Squash Designs Instagram uh, or Arkansas Squash Instagram. And you'll find a link to our big cartel in the bios there, and you go buy our stuff. And when do you when do you leave Artemis Cuts? I leave Artemis Cuts December twenty seventh will be my last day there. Are you and booked I, up until then, or is there still room? All most all my afternoons are already booked up. Okay. I have a few morning spots left open, but that's about it. Okay. And then January sixth, I start at Uptown Barber Lounge in Bentonville. Yeah. All right. I'll be up there to see you, buddy. All right, my man. Yeah. Thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate you guys having us on. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah had thanks. a great time. We'll we'll bring the show up there to you, my man. So. Yeah, we gotta yeah. get we gotta learn more about the UFOs, dude. <laughs> I want more. I need more stories. I need the juice. <laughs> I, you're about to get sent that Mountain St. Helens one because it's worth it. Well, I want to. Yeah. Okay, and if you still have I've the email, to me too. and if you still you. have the email from the uh, Little Rock Airport thing, I want to. So see yeah, that. that's with Cody. I will. Um, yeah. We, yeah. I want that one too. Okay, we got you. And we want to hear from you guys what you think uh, is, is Sasquatch real, and then also who do you think would win the uh, the fight between the bear and the gorilla? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to say thanks to West End Cigars for letting us use the facility. Um, Stones Throw, give us the beer one more time. The beer is the Ucart Wee Heavy. It's really good. Yeah, I'm really Smooth. enjoying that beer. Yeah. It is very. And it's like it's nine percent, but it's not like uh, it's not that like that IPA nine yeah. percent where it like really zings yeah. you. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good it's a good mellow one. Went yeah. well with the cigar. And a shout out to uh, Ashton Cigars for the San Cristobal Ovation. Always one of my favorites. Um, looking forward to uh, being back for the next episode. Yeah, we will see you guys next week. Bigfoot proves to be real. Then Aaron will get the San Cristobal. <laughs> Chest piece tattoo <laughs> wrapper on his chest. All right, oh. deal. All right, all right. Anyways, all right. Seriously, uh, goodbye, everybody. Later. <laughs>